State of the Save is back with part two of The Wolf Among Us. Thank you for joining us in this continuing game club of this noir mystery. We have finished the game and are ready to discuss the whole thing. All the spoilers coming up for that. Oh yeah. And uh, John is back with me for part two of this game. Welcome Hello. back, John. Thank you for having me back. Absolutely. I appreciate you not kicking me out after the first part. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> Considered it, but <laughs> <laughs> fair. <laughs> yeah, I'm no, ex- no, you've been gr- you've been great. <laughs> Thank you, I, and I've enjoyed this game. I'm excited to talk about the the middle middleish end and finale. Yes, that's kind of what we do. We kind of just break things up in a way that leaves us. We have to break up the games in such a way where we're left wanting more. Yes, after the first discussion, because like th- these are types of things where if we we have some games that are so short that we have to finish in one sitting, but games like this, like especially mysteries, are much more fun to talk about yes. when you're still piecing things together because that's when you can toss out the ideas of I think it's going this way or I think it's going this way. Yes. And we can like plan to like diverge in interesting ways. So I'm excited to see where this shakes out. I'm kind of interested to see if this how many branching paths are indeed in this game? Because I have a feeling this is a lot more narrow than I thought it was. Maybe. Because I'm curious. Yeah, I'm, I will find out. I'm curious to see if we picked any more similar paths. But if- to kind of tease where I'm going with this, I don't think that how narrow like the scope of this thing is holding it back at all. Right. Some Unlike some other Telltale games. But we'll get into that. But first, let's do what we usually do off the top. John... What have you been playing outside of The Wolf Among Us? I've been playing Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, and it's been great. I, I so last Hot t- take over here. <laughs> the new Zelda is good. Yeah, guys, <laughs> I, I hate to break it to you. I'm going to be a bit of a groundbreaker here, but this game's good. Uh, not many people are out there saying that. No, no, we're the first. It's uh, it's great. It's, it's a fantastic game, uh, and I'm probably not even tackled 10% of the game. No, well, that's impossible. <laughs> Barely. Uh, it's it's ridiculous. Like, uh, when we were here last time, I had touched it a bit, but I'd not really gotten as far as I wanted to. I just wasn't feeling it. But I felt the urge to continue, and boy, am I glad I did. <laughs> because it's 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 a it's just the the best video one of the best video game playgrounds I've I've had in a it, long time. It is because it. Tr- the game trusts you. It does. To make your own decisions. It trusts you a lot. To yeah. Because like, there, there are ways I have solved a few of the uh, mini, like, um, not mini dungeons. What are they? What's the, the shrines? The shrines. A few of the shrines I would solve, and I'm like, I am sure that's not how they intended for me to solve this. But I would find some, like, barbaric way to solve a puzzle. <laughs> and it would work, and I'd be like, I did it, even though that was probably not right. You'd be surprised how many puzzles can be solved by taping a bunch of logs together, <laughs> throwing it up in the air, and then using recall to, when it falls, to to ride on it, fly it back up in the air, and just run across it and then jump. <laughs> I've done stuff almost to that level, not quite, in terms of, like, stretching it to get to the fin- finish of a shrine. But I've been doing those, I've been doing the shrines... I've been having a lot of fun uh, exploring the the new Hyrule as well as the two new areas which we touched on last time. The sky and the, the sky and the, the under, depths, the depths, which are amazing. It's it's just so much content, and 
I did get the chance to face one of the dungeons, uh, one of the bosses, and that was a lot of fun. I went to the uh, I went to the Ruto village. You went where the game told you to. I did. I didn't do that last time. Last time I also went in the direction. Well, for Breath of the what you did in Tears of the Kingdom, I did in Breath of the Wild. I went uh, towards the to the southeast to the. Well, that was domain. the direction the game was pointing you in for that game. Oh, it was. Yeah, because oh. like because <laughs> it, it sort of hints that way. I don't know if they directly tell you, but what they do is they pu- they push you towards Kakariko Village. Yes, and then. Uh, from Kakariko Village, you it's natural to go to Hetino Village, and from there you see Zora's Domain and the big thing. The way it does sightline in that game to kind of push you in that direction. Yes. The game doesn't do that this time. It just flat tells you, there's something wrong with the Rudos everywhere else too, but especially those Rudos, they need some help. Yeah. And I went, that's nice. Sprinted the other yeah, way. Yeah, I'm going to go that way. I'm going to go that way with the places I'm not supposed to be. There's a pirate camp. <laughs> That was a problem. Oh yeah, I didn't touch on this last time. I found like a. I kept hearing people talk about a village that was um, overrun by pirates, and to basically do that with like low level gear, having to basically do guerrilla tactics, like t- taping stuff to my arrows from trees and just picking them off, doing stealth kills, doing like um, the um, puff shroom. Yes. To. Um, Shoot an arrow and make it foggy, just like so I can sneak up behind him and do stealth kills. I need to remember the puff shroom. I've not really used it much. Puff shrooms are amazing for this game, especially when you can. But if you go the way I do, I've ended up with some high level gear because I went the way I wasn't supposed to. <laughs> so I am currently a glass cannon. I can do a lot of damage, but if a. One smack and you're down. <laughs> yeah, one black macabre hits me and I'm going flying off the map like it's an unpatched version of Skyrim. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's amazing how vastly underpowered I have felt for most of the experience. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Oh, that's so much fun to feel. Yeah, like, it, it's I kind feel, of refreshing. I feel scrappy in yeah, this game. Very. It's like, I, I, it feels like you're doing something you shouldn't be doing. I will say, there is one thing I did where I did, I've not really retreated from many enemies. I would, I would try to fight them until they were dead. I wouldn't back off. But there was one enemy I came across. I was like, oh, that's a really interesting looking uh, dilapidated Roman Colosseum. I'm going to make my way o- over there. I cross a nice regal looking bridge. I get there. As somebody played Breath of the Wild. I'm like, I know what's in there. I don't want to touch it. Is it? <laughs> is it Mr. Lionel? It's Again. not Mr. Lionel. Oh, no. I don't like Mr. Lionel. He's not very nice. <laughs> he is very mean, and I've not seen him yet, and I'm afraid to see him. I haven't him. seen one either, and I'm like, where are you? Yeah, you're, you're here somewhere. You are around here, and you're going to kill me many times <laughs> before I can beat you. But that's okay. <laughs> I came across a uh, a giant three-headed monster. I've seen one of those. You have? Okay. I've seen an electric one of those. Yes. To the north, to like the northeast. It, it, this one I had electric put, powers too. I, I saw it from the distance. I just put a skull on my map there and be like, we're not touching that yet. We'll come back to it. <laughs> that was what I did. I, I, went, I entered the Coliseum. It was like, what? It like whipped its head around like, what? Who? That's in the Coliseum there. Oh no. Uh, and then I was like, I'm out of here. And then before I could run away, it killed me. This three-headed boy was just guarding a bridge. Uh, and I'm like, um, it's like you shall not pass. I'm like, you right, you right, you right. Bye. <laughs> I have no, I have nothing to say here. <laughs> I'm gonna go beat about 20 more uh, shrines before I face you again. Goodbye. <laughs> no, I'm going to shrines. Like, oh, what's this thing? Who was this thing? Was... What do you prioritize with the shrines? Let me just, because I, my brain always goes to hearts is my first priority. Do you do the hearts or the stamina wheel? More? In Breath of the Wild, it was stamina. Okay, it was all stamina. In this game, it's hearts. 
with a little it's bit been of stamina. Hard for me too. Because just the way I'm going, I feel like I need some buffer in my health here. Yes. And with the new systems, you have a lot of ways to circumvent the climbing. The climbing and yes. getting around like um it feels like rain's not as much of a problem in this game. It's been annoying for me a few times, but it, it it's definitely more of a staple of Breath of the Wild, I would say. Because the toolkit they give you... They give you more circumvention tools, yes. Yes, exactly. More things to piece together. Mm -hmm. Like, if you want to make a campfire, you can just put one of the um, little winged things onto... Put, like, put it on a tree. And yeah. then you have, like, a Covered. little shelter. And then you can make a campfire or make... Or have one of your little traveling pots mm -hmm. that... That's another thing, too, that helps them circumvent it, too, because if I'm about to climb a mountain, I can just make stamina stuff. I don't have to go and, like, backtrack yeah. to find yeah. a place where I can cook. I can just be like, I'm just going to pop one up here, make, go through my inventory of things, because I'm a collector. And I collect every I, single thing I see. I do, too. So I just I go down the list and go, stamina, 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 and then all of a sudden, this thing is no problem in front of me. Yeah, exactly. I needed so luckily I had a similar situation when I went to the um, Wind Temple, uh, which is what the location I went to. It it, it it's in a very cold place, so I had apparently gotten lucky because I had made a whole bunch of food where I could resist the cold beforehand, not knowing that the dungeon would require such yeah. circumstances until I got close. Of course, that's good I, to know. Yeah, when you get close enough, you re you're, you're going to immediately realize, oh, I get it. I know why it's going to be so cold. And uh, it was great. That part of the game was great. It was very invigorating to fight a Zelda boss again. Uh, right. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it's not... They, they're not, like, super difficult bosses. But they're bosses that give you enough of a challenge, and they make you think enough, and they're fun. At least the two bosses I did. I did one mini-boss in the depths, mm -hmm. and then Ooh. one... Um, uh, boss at the water temple mm -hmm. and both of them were distinct from each other they were involved strategy they weren't necessarily hard but i had a lot of fun doing them yes they weren't like in breath of the wild at the end of each dungeon you had to fight a different blight version of ganon right water fire thunder and wind blight and uh those were very they were okay yeah i remember they didn't feel like zelda boss these feel like just yeah there's an it's everything I love about Breath of the Wild with more classic Zelda stuff thrown in. Yeah. So I know I'm going to end up loving this more in the end. Yes. As I keep playing it. The boss I felt definitely... The boss I did fight felt like much more of a Zelda boss than I would say those like... Than anything in Breath of the Wild. Yes. Not to put words in your mouth there, but... Yeah. Yeah, yeah not to... Well, no. And that's true. But not... And not to diss Breath of the Wild. I loved it. And it, we loved it, I think. I could speak for you in saying that we loved it. Breath of the Wild... Had to be made to get this game. Yes, yes. We couldn't just go right here because a lot of the building, your knowledge base for this game kind of depends on Breath of the Wild. It's possible to go into this blind. I feel like I would be overwhelmed. Yes, I, I, I would be. I'm still. I was still kind of overwhelmed just because it had been so long. I had not touched Breath of the Wild in several years. Uh, I probably hadn't picked that game up since before the pandemic. I went back to it in the month leading up to this game mm -hmm. because I was like, I kind of want to get my knowledge basis again for this game. Like just the controls, how climbing works. Mm -hmm. And that helped a lot. Yes. Having the basis, not, not being like, all right, which button does what? How do I 
rent again. It's I kind of had button. to go That's through that a little bit. Jump is on X. What? Yeah. Oh no, no, it makes sense. Okay, that. Yeah. Yeah, we <laughs> had to re go through that cycle of what? It's on this button, Nintendo, and it's like so, oh, okay. I so it. I was like, I had to <laughs> went ahead and just ripped that Band-Aid off. Yeah. Like a month before the game came out, and so when it came to come out, I was like, we're ready for it. And plus, I wanted to do some quest lines I missed. Like I didn't do Tarry Town the first time, so oh. I finally did the Tarry Town quest line, which is great. Do Tarry Town. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But unfortunately, the past two weeks, I wasn't able to spend much time with Zelda because it was a game I've been looking forward to the past year that came out. Mm. Street Fighter VI. Uh, understandable. Street Fighter VI is a fantastic game. Good. Uh, what's your experience been with it so far? So my experience with it has been well, constantly... I'll, I'll go over my experience with Street Fighter as a series first. Yeah. Street Fighter as a series I've been, always been adjacent to, but never really got into until more recently. Mm. I was um, I was a Mortal Kombat kid. Yeah. You would play Mortal Kombat or you play Street Fighter. I, was, I played <laughs> Mortal Kombat, the PS2 Mortal Kombat games. You either drink Pepsi or you drink Coke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, MK, MK9, 10, and 11 I absolutely loved. Street Fighter was one I've always had, like, had sort of a passing interest in. I had... Puzzle Fighter growing up, which was a puzzle game with all the Street Fighter dudes in it, and I loved that. Uh, but I never quite made the jump to Street Fighter. I tried like I liked like Marvel vs. Capcom and stuff, and a couple of the other Capcom fighters. But mm-hmm. Street Fighter was one I didn't get into until the 30th anniversary collection on Switch, which had mm-hmm. one most versions of two, every version of like three, and all versions of Street Fighter Alpha. So I just kind of d- went. Ever, I played around with it more, more like from a game like historian standpoint of going, okay, these are what these games are, right? Comparatively, then I dug once I saw Street Fighter Six was coming out, I dug deep into it, learning the mechanics, trying to get good at Street Fighter. Then I got Street Fighter Four, didn't touch Street Fighter Five because I know that one was a little iffy. I heard it's like really good now, but it seems like a little intimidating to jump into a game that's a fine game that's active for so long. Yes. Street yes. Fighter Six got into it on the ground floor. This game is everything I could possibly want from not just a fine game, but a video game. Ooh. So many modes. So many like. So there. I'll go. I'll walk through my experience with each of like the three main modes. The first one is your typical fighting ground mode. That's where you'll find where most content of your fighting game is. You'll find your ranked matches, your player matches, your arcade towers, and your training mode. Your training mode. The training mode in this game is fantastic. Every single character has a separate tutorial on how to play them. And there's instances where, like, if you pick Ryu or Ken, it'll not only explain how to do the fireball motion, the Hadouken, core circle forward punch, mm-hmm. but it'll explain, okay, you know how to do it. These are the situations when it's best to use these. Oh, okay. If you try to use it here, when they're jumping... It'll leave you opened, and then they'll kick you or do a attack to do more damage because that, that's considered a punish when you're open during attack. Yes. So it explains to you the mechanics of the game. Hmm. And that, combined with the multiple control schemes, yes. makes it easier to jump in as a newcomer. I'm uh, stubborn, so I picked classic controls, so Fair. I'm learning the six-button layout. But there's also a modern control scheme for this game, which everyone... People who are coming back to fighting games after like a decade and people who are new to fighters because they think the characters look cool and the characters look <laughs> really freaking cool in this game. Uh, 
there's a modern control scheme which consists of you have one button for light, one button for medium. I haven't used this control scheme, so I might be getting this wrong. You have a button for light, medium, and heavy, and then you have a button for your special moves. So, huh. for example, with Ryu, instead of doing quarter circle forward punch, you just hit, like on PlayStation 5, you hit triangle. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Huh. You hit triangle uh, towards to do a kick, triangle back to do a back, the back kick special, triangle up to do the uppercut special. But there is a downside to it because you can do specials out really fast. You don't have access to the entire move set. Oh, okay. So huh. I'm wondering if people will realize I don't have access to a good anti-air yeah. with, the, with this layout or and then, these combos, the way these combos fling together just doesn't feel right. right. I'm wondering if they'll make the push to go to classic and fully learn the character. Like, Modern, I think, is a good way to test a character out without having the full breadth of the mood set. Mm-hmm. It's like trying to figure out what they're good at and what moves connect to each other. Yeah. And then I think switching to Classic and then learning how... Piecing together, like, this is how I want to play with this character now. I'm going to try to... Now that I have the whole move set, I can try to, like, piece things together and make some ridiculous combos out of it. So that's been my experience with, like, Fighting Ground. Next is the Battle Hub. The Battle Hub is the online lobby system where it is a full, like, arcade. There's a bunch of cabinets around. They have different servers where you can walk around and join up with different people. And they have icons that say, hey, this player's at your skill level. Based on, like, the matches you've won and lost, I've lost a ton of matches. I thought I was getting good with the character, and then I lost a bunch with that character, so I'm rethinking everything. So it's <laughs> nice to know. It's like, hey, if you fight this guy, you might have a chance. They also have a bunch of uh, Capcom's, like, class- they have a set of rotating arcade cabinets that's cla- uh, Capcom's classic arcade machines. Nice. So you can play that weird Mega Man fighting game over there if you want. You can play <laughs> Final Fight. Final Fight's always on rotation. There was a guy on launch day who, on, on launch day, for a full 30 minutes while I was in the Battle Hub, was just playing Street Fighter 2. <laughs> I'm like, this is it. <laughs> this is the new one. <laughs> Play it. I mean, you can't fault the guy. Street Fighter oh, 2 is great. No, but no. I'm like, you're in Street Fighter 6 playing Street Fighter 2. I'm like, <laughs> if you're that guy, you have 10 ways to play Street Fighter 2 right now. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I get it. But there's also like, for those games, there's also like online leaderboards and stuff that you've implemented for those. So that's The other one is World Tour, which is a create a character full on adventure story mode. Okay. With an open world city, huh. they're just going around, and the world of, in the world of Street Fighter, apparently, uh, set the set in place in Metro City, the city from Final Fight. Mike Hagar's the mayor. It's pretty great, and um, you you just go around and go on like a little adventure, meeting up with all the Street Fighter characters as they teach you moves. So it's a good way to learn the moves because you adopt their move set and can mix and match special moves from the fighters who are your masters. But in this big open world city, you can just challenge random people on the street will fight. And they'll agree to it. They're like, yeah, sure. Because in the Street Fighter universe, that's how, like, exchanging goods and services operates <laughs> via fighting. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't... I, I, I would die in that universe. <laughs> I would, or, or I'd be very poor in that universe. Like, no, I, don't, I haven't seen anyone die or, like, get bruised in this universe. People just get knocked down and go, oh, good fight, man, and just walk off. Like, it's just a natural <laughs> part of the day. Oh, everyone's geez. super, like, everyone's super buff. <laughs> or people I guess, who, yeah. Or people, like, with very indifferent body types can still do, like, judo or, like, the... Um, 
high, high caliber. Everyone can do a jump flip in this universe. So I'm like, the Street Fighter universe might be the place to be. Everyone just seems super cool. You can just throw down and just throw a fireball at any given notice. Who would think that the secret to world peace is fighting? Yeah. <laughs> Straight fighter figured that out. And, uh, but as of like, so yeah, this game, that's why I think this game has reviewed really well. It's like yeah. a 90 plus on Metacritic, which is unheard of for fighting games hmm. because I think it succeeds as a video game and not just a fighting game. Cause the fighting as the baseline is freaking fantastic, but it has all of the layers here. So many fun modes. So many like fun character interactions, so many fun online elements that I think completes this package. Uh, Street Fighter Six is a friggin' incredible game, and I'm having a blast with it. And I think it's the perfect pairing for something like Tears of the Kingdom. Mm. Tears of the Kingdom is like more chill. Yes. In a way, it can get stressful when I want it to get stressful. Yes. <laughs> Street Fighter Six is just all out bombastic, stupid fun. <laughs> My, my favorite characters right now are... I was about to say, who's, who's the one you think you've mastered so far the best in this oh, game? Oh, nobody who mastered. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought it was getting good with Jamie. Jamie's really cool. He's a new character. He's a rushdown type who will get in your face, and you can hit down-down punch to drink. And the more he drinks, the more powerful and spe your special moves, and you'll unlock new moves. And if you drink four, your face will get red, your hair will get down, and you'll just go into, like, drunken master kung fu pose. <laughs> and then all of your moves just get crazy, screen-filling nonsense. <laughs> it's awesome, but I was starting to get good with him. I was starting to win ranked matches with him. And then I couldn't play this weekend, and then jumped online, and then everybody was kicking my butt. Oh, so I'm like, all right, time to learn a new character. <laughs> I really like... Ken is a classic. I like Ken a lot. He's like Ryu, but he's more rushed down. He's more mm -hmm. in your face. I'm going to throw you and knock you in the air type. <laughs> uh, his uh, critical art, his special move is he knocks you in the air, then just goes, sit down and shut up, and then knocks you back into the <laughs> ground. It's pretty great. Uh, Manon is awesome. She is a tall, pink-haired... French ballerina who knows judo. Huh. So her moves, the more she throws you, the more powerful her throws get. Huh. So eventually it gets to the point where she just one hand tosses you up in the air, grabs you, and just slams you in the <laughs> ground and, and while doing like a pirouette. Oh. It's amazing. I want to learn her so bad. That's, that, but, that sounds like a character I'd want to make. That's awesome. <laughs> it's freaking cool. <laughs> I kind of want to learn her. There's also a new character, Marissa, who looks like she's a grappler, but she's just a tank. She's a huge freaking Spartan beast. There's a fun bit where she takes off her Spartan helmet and her haircut is the exact same cut as the Spartan helmet. <laughs> but yeah, she, she she just runs at you and punches you punches and kicks really hard. So that's pretty cool too. So yeah, I love the roster, especially the new characters. This is probably my favorite lineup of special characters I've seen in a of new characters I've seen in a fighting game ever. Wow. This batch of new characters are great. They have so much personality. I want to get good with all of them, especially when it frustrates me that I'm bad with Manon. <laughs> it's Man. just like everything on paper. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> just I'm going to I'm going to do some big kicks on you and then throw you in the air and just slam you while also doing ballet. Like, yes, fantastic. <laughs> I'm gushing about this game, I know, but no, no, understandably. It's, like... it's so much fun. I, I just want to keep playing more of it. Yeah, honestly, fight, fighting games have been a genre that I have not delved into in, enough or very much at all in my, you know, time playing video games. It's it's just a genre that I've always found to be really fun to watch, but it's like entry level is always scary for games like that. Yeah, Smash Bros is the only is is my extent of fighting games, and that's not 
not, not like those. Well, I argue <laughs> that this is the same boat as like a Smash Brothers, where Smash Brothers is not just a good like fighting game; it's a good video game because yes, you have all those modes. That I agree with, and too. everything. So I think this succeeds on that front, and there's a reason this is the best reviewed fighting game since Smash Brothers. Right. It's probably because of those. The those way offerings. it can, the, the offerings and the way it kind of uh, can onboard you into this game. So yeah, I I love Street Fighter Six. I'm gonna praise that. I'm praising this game to high heaven. Capcom can do no wrong right now. <laughs> no, they've been great. Except their press conferences, but their press conferences have never oh. been good. The one last night was just like, here's updates on games you already know about. Like, do you want? <laughs> you have Resident Evil Four. Do you want to talk about DLC? No. Okay. No. Nope. Are, are we getting separate ways? Are we getting the Ada storyline? No. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> what if they just said, I don't know? <laughs> uh, yeah, but I can't. But they put out, just this year alone, they put out Resident Evil 4 and Street Fighter 6. So they, they can do no wrong. Most studios are lucky to put out one game that's successful every four years, five years even. <laughs> it's Capcom's so, like, uh, here's two. Here's two a, bangers. In a Mega Man collection everyone was asking for. <laughs> and here's teasers for Dragon's Dogma 2. So they're they're, they're doing great. I'm yeah. so happy. Like every where they have a multiplayer shooter coming out next month that I would otherwise not be interested in. But now I'm like, you know what? Capcom's hot right now. Yeah, they've been on a streak, so maybe that's worth out, looking into. I might check out that beta. I was mad at first because it's a game featuring dinosaurs and it's not related to Dino Crisis. The <laughs> series they own is like Resident Evil with dinosaurs. Oh my god. <laughs> so there's no mention of that. So I'm not to get too long, I'll just touch on it briefly. I mentioned this on the show before. Uh, they have a, um, they have a pink-haired, a pink red-headed lady with a black bodysuit in the main Dino Crisis and in this game. In the main game, she, she's Regina, and I was like, oh, they brought Regina back for this. It's not Regina. No, oh. I'm like, well, how how dare you? You know what you're doing. How dare you? <laughs> I guess you don't want to tie it to the universe, but also you're doing time travel shenanigans. Just put Regina in here. Regina's cool. <laughs> I yield my time. <laughs> no, no, it's I, Street I'm, I, Street Fighter's on the radar now because it's just again like I've always been intimidated by fighting games, but maybe maybe if I do try one, it'll be Street Fighter Six. There is a demo of that game where you feed where it's one chapter of the World Tour mode, the uh, insane character creator. Okay, and the two character it's only two characters, but you have in an arena, but it's a good way to like. Learn the moves, and it has the tutorial too, where you can play around with the classic and modern controls. I'd say play around with that, try out modern controls, run around uh, Metro City mm-hmm. a little bit, um, get into a fight with a street vendor. <laughs> and if you're like, that was fun, but I don't want to play anymore, I'm like, hey, that's that's awesome too. <laughs> <laughs> that was enough of an experience for me to be positive, beating up, <laughs> just beating up pe- people doing their jobs, I guess. They want it. I wish you could. I wish you got discounts from the stores by being fight, winning fights with them. <laughs> that is smart. Instead, you get money from them, so you get money for the store, which I guess counts. Yeah, I so get, yeah. It, that that's a good way to describe it. Imagine if Pokemon was settled with fists and not your monster's fists. <laughs> That'd be. It'd be like well, with the, what, it's like yeah, go out and catch all these Pokemon, but don't fight with them. You fight for them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and. Um, Speaking of, like, little monsters, yeah. I guess as a segue, uh, <laughs> it's time to get back into The Wolf Among Us. Last time we left off on our journey. Man, I, uh, can't, I can't believe that TJ was the crooked man. I know, right? <laughs> I, I did, oh, man, I'm, just, I'm bummed about that. 
But yeah, Wolf Among Us. Last time we left off, Bigby Wolf was um, trying to solve what what was going on in Paper Towers. We're trying to find Ichabod Crane. He's missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we inform Snow White of what's going on, which leads us to trying to find out where Ichabod Crane is. He stole a piece of the mirror, and now we spend episode three trying to get it back. And that's kind of where we left off. Let's do an overview of kind of our, like, light thoughts before we get deep into this. Yeah. I think this game is still fantastic. I thought it was very fun. I enjoyed it. I am a little bit disappointed after playing it at this time how little I think this game actually, like, branches out in a way. Yeah. Where it doesn't feel like my choices overall make that big of an impact on the overall story. I had a few moments like that too where I had like the thought in the back of my head like this doesn't seem It like, feels like it's railroading me back to the Yeah, plot it's here. like I did it, it, like the actions of one of the other characters was like I okay, that doesn't match with the decision I made earlier. You yeah. There's, there's there's a few of those. That's happened more th- in this last half than in the first half. Yeah, for sure, cuz this is where the point where the story needs to wrap up, so they kind of need to keep you on the path that you can't really stray. Yeah. You can branch off a bit and then come back. Life is Strange did that in a way where I felt like the chasms between what you were doing, even though you were hitting the same beat for beat plot, it felt like the context of each scene was swayed by the decisions. Yes. The context here feels like it's always the same no matter what necessarily I'm doing, which I'm interested to see once we get to the beginning, because I know we took two different paths here, mm-hmm. how it kind of played out and what there was information that I was unable to get that I wonder if you were able to get and if that makes a difference at all. Yes. So we'll kind of, we'll, we'll get into that, but so yeah, let's go ahead and get that. So we have at the top of where we left off, we had choices of three places we could go. We could investigate the Tweedles. We could investigate Crane's apartment, which doesn't, which doesn't seem like a great lead, but Bluebeard's going up there. And we don't trust Bluebeard. Yeah. Or, or we can go to the Trip Trap to look for Lily's things to see if she still has a connection to where we can find the witch. Yes. That seemed like the most pressing thing for me at the time. But it's also possible that those things would still be there even after like, situations would arose. So you went with... I went to Crane's apartment. All right, walk walk me through that. Because I imagine our trip tap scene... I imagine our trip tap scene is similar. Yeah, probably. But we'll we'll see. But I could not do a lot in Crane's apartment. So walk me through uh, Crane's apartment. Okay, so when I got to Crane's apartment, it was clear that he left in a hurry. Uh, We... We investigate for a bit, and we find ourselves... I didn't see... Did it say that Bluebeard was going to go to Crane's apartment? Yeah. Bluebeard was not there with me. Okay. That was... And that was... I thought that was kind of odd. But or if he was, I don't... He didn't say... He didn't have anything relevant to the plot if he was there. But uh, uh, I came into what was... Uh, well, I found a bunch of more evidence that was incriminating... Showing that he had been giving, uh, you know, withholding money. Okay. That he had uh, been, you know, infatuated, for lack of better words, with snow. Okay. And I went into his room to investigate more, and I came across somebody who we briefly met in the previous uh, 
one of the previous chapters, we found uh, little Jack. Jack was there. He was. Okay. He only shows up in my story again once. That was that was the last time he showed up for me as well. No, this wasn't the last time he showed up for me. He, he didn't show up for me until chapter four huh. in the... Um, um, the pawn shop. Very briefly. Interesting. Hmm. Okay, Wait. maybe there's more going on than what I thought. I don't All right, remember so, him being in the pawn shop. So why was Whoa. Jack? So why was Jack there? No, he he might have been in the pawn shop. Never mind. Very very briefly, like very at the briefly. beginning, and he's like, "Hey, Wolf," and then bounces. Yes. <laughs> okay, so he was yes, there for you. He was there briefly. I Which remember. I thought, what is the point of this character? <laughs> yeah. And he so he was there, and he he was. It was clear that he was trying to. He was like, "I was a." Uh, I was watering Crane's plants, you know? And then mm. Bigby's like, ah, yeah, where are the plants then? And they, we basically caught him in a lie. And he... Do you explain why he was there? Or do you just... He kind of... He gave me... He gave... I might have been because I picked bad decisions, but he gave me the runaround. And he essentially said, hey, uh, somehow we let it out that we knew, we were trying to find the witch. Uh, Got it. And... He was like, hey, I know where you could find her. And he said, but you got, you know, basically don't tell anybody I was here. And I thought, I, I could make that deal. So I made the deal with him to not rat him out. Uh, okay. Yeah, I made I, wrote, I made a deal with Jack. He seemed, and I made a note that he seemed to be a bit of a, uh, well, actually, I'm not going to say this yet, but uh, we were, I was wondering if he worked for somebody specifically. Uh but it, it that never really seemed to wrap. You can go ahead and talk about that. We can spoil the whole game here. We okay. Talk, we don't have to take it like beat for beat. We can, because we played this full game. Yeah. We can kind of dive into the full like analysis here. So I didn't, I was, I was wondering if he was working for the crooked man. Okay. Uh, after that, after I'd met the crooked man uh, uh, later in the game, and I was like, was Jack working for him? But I didn't see anything to indicate that he was, he, he might have been, but it wasn't as blatant as some of the other characters. Okay. The point is, I made a deal with Jack. He told me where I could where I could find the witch. And then he said, just don't tell anybody. And I was like, okay. And then Snow comes in, and she's like, oh, why is Jack here? And I was like, good. I didn't have to tell anybody. She just saw that he was there. That so, worked out. <laughs> yeah, that worked out well. And he was like, oh, hey. And then she went and talked with Jack, and then Bigby uh, moved on to the next location. Okay, so you got the location of the witch yes. from here. That's interesting. And then I believe... Uh, oh, wait. I'm double-checking my notes here to make sure I'm not lying to the audience. <laughs> okay, no. She she did talk with Jack, but then we I left with Snow. You left with Snow here? Yes. Okay, so Snow went with you to the next location? That's interesting. Snow was never with me here. We went together to the witch. Right to the witch. So you only went to one stop. I went to another stop after. Uh, I can't remember if it was after the witch. So you only went to two. I went to all three. Really? Yes. I only so, went to. Wait. I'll walk through what I'll walk through what I did then. Uh, so I went to the trip trap. Grendel and the woodsman were waiting at the door for me, acting really nice. They were they were drunk, being yeah. like way too nice. You so you did go here. I did go there. Okay. Yes. Uh, I did go to the trip trap. Grendel's on painkillers. Yes. Because of being like shot or whatever happened to him at 
the events of the funeral, probably from you ripping off his arm. Yes. To, <laughs> I, I want to know if that comes into play. It doesn't really. It doesn't? <sighs> no. It, it just seems he just he just doesn't have an arm now. That seems that to be the, the only thing. thing. Oh, man, this is a bummer. Uh, uh, so, yeah, the painkillers are making Grendel high. So I, I took an ill-advised drink with him. I feel like I'm going to try to play this out to where I can be friendly with him. They said the doctor says he shouldn't, like makes like his alcohol with his medicine, with his medicine. but I end up drinking with him anyway. I did too. <laughs> okay. So him and the woodsman get into it. Grindel is mad at the woodsman because it's revealed here the woodsman hired Lily. Yes. And he hid it from Holly. Mm-hmm. And I just was, I defended the woodsman. I'm like, hey, whatever happened between them is between them. Yeah, I it's tried not, to make amends with the woodsman. Yeah, he was, uh, me too. I was like, it's not his fault she ended up dead. What he did was pro- was wrong. Yes. But it's... And he clearly felt somewhat guilty about it. Yeah, and she she said, now, that was between them. It's no reason for us to get involved with. Whatever happened was between him, her, him and her, and by extension, Holly. Like, there's no need for us to get involved in that whole situation. So yeah, I defended Woodsman. So that that ended up calming him down. Woodsman leaves and Grendel gets quiet. He just like goes to He goes to sleep. So he goes to sleep. <laughs> so now the mission becomes to search the room without waking Holly. Did you Ho- wake Holly? Holly no. Holly thinks I'm the woodsman. <laughs> ah. Did you wake Holly? I did wake Holly. Oh, how'd this go? She uh she was on those painkillers too. Uh and she was resting, and at first she thought I was the woodsman, but I know I like was getting. I found. Oh out. yeah, she does that. Like she kind of like, like she is. It's a hazy. I call that half half asleep. There we go. But I do something. I like bump something when I'm getting a box out to look inside of it, and she's like, "Oh, Bigby, what are you doing here?" Oh, she she finds out it's you. Yeah, she realizes it's me. Oh, so you do wake her up more. And I tell her then. the truth. I say I'm here to to look for look. I was I was honest with her, and she was like. Take what you want. You've already... T- she was very passive. And she, it was very sad because she was like... She was clearly that, yeah. a mourning, broken person. And she just was like, what more can you do? Just take what you want and leave. You thought it's all you do is take. And it was like, ooh. Mine went kind of like this. is like, um, <laughs> I... So I search. I find all of the uh, information here, which is the, um, the vial, I believe. And um, yes. photo... And Holly thinks in the woodsman. I found the the big thing is I find her the address book here. Yeah. So that is that so that is what we need. I imagine you got that and plus the piece of information from Jack that tied those two together, so you knew exactly where to go. Yes. Was that what happened here? Yeah. Okay. So I get the I get the second piece of information from a different place then. So um, Crane's apartment's next. Buffkin is watching Bluebeard. Is what um because uh. I get terrified. I jump because like the phone rings and Snow White is calling. Ah, I'm trying to remember if Snow called in mine. I don't recall if Snow called in mine. Okay, because you already had the info, so you're probably like, okay, we got we got what we need. Let's go. I'm still looking for the second piece of info. Yeah. So where I'm going next is um, Crane's apartment. But I will say here, when Holly's waking up, I never tell her about the woodsman. She says something. I was like, do you think like Big B? Like, cares about us. I don't know if he does. And I say, like, something on the list. And I'm like, you know, I, I think he's trying his best. Huh. 
something like that. And she's like, I hope you're right. She did ask me a question there at the end, like, do you even, like, she did ask a similar question, and I was like, I care about everybody here in this town, was essentially my answer. And she was like, oh, well, you know, basically show it was basically her response, if I recall. (laughs) Yeah. I'm starting to, in the first half, you don't know how to feel about, like, a lot of characters. I come around on so many characters Same in this back half, knowing, like, the places they're in are making them do the things they are. Yes. They're a product of the system keeping them down yes. and one man profiting from all of their misery. There's a reason I feel so bad about ripping Grindel's arm off now. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, he's not the best guy, but it's clear that he's a victim of this system. Yeah, exactly. And, like, having to wait in line and feel, like, frustrated with the bureaucracy. It was like, I was trying to find this person and you guys weren't doing a thing and now it's too late because of you. Yeah. So you have to live with, like, a lot of the... Not your decisions, but, like, a lot of the decisions from, like, management and, like, the corruption going the on you that kind of led for this to happen. Yeah. So the second place I went was Crane's apartment. I wrote Bluebeard burned everything, but now I'm not... And after you told me about Jack, now I'm not so sure. Buffkin, I thought, mentioned that he destroyed everything, but, like, if Jack was there... So, yeah, fireplace was burned. Uh, there was a, bo- a burned book, a burned clock, and a burnt photo. So all the things you gathered oh. as evidence were in the fireplace. Wow. What was the clock? The clock was... Because the clock was burnt. Did I have... Did you investigate that? I don't remember investigating the clock. I do remember... I remember a photo. I don't... That's probably the incriminating evidence that yeah. tied Crane more to snow. Yes. I don't remember a clock, though. Maybe I missed the clock. Maybe you missed the clock. Shoot. Darn it. <laughs> and then Bigby says, well, that was a waste of time. And that's it. That's how that scene goes. Well, so, and, and did you go to tweet the Tweedles at all? I did go to the Tweedles at all. I, I you didn't. did not. I did not. So everything I'm about to say to you is new to you then. Yes, Okay. I didn't even get that chance. All right. Uh, Flycatcher's here. Have you met, did you meet Flycatcher at all here in this section at all? No. He's a janitor with a fly hat, with a frog hat. Oh, I met him at the very end of the game, and I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> like, literally, I was like, who is this? I didn't, I had never seen this man before in my life. I was like, all right, this is a character, I guess. Okay. He's got so a frog hat. Flycatcher is a janitor here. He tells me he's seen a witch come by, but he doesn't know much. So he's just cleaning the place. He's like, yeah, the Sweetles are, um, uh, they're out, but like, I can, I can show you around, I guess. He like opens the door to, their office mm-hmm. and uh in the tweedles office it's just like a typical like messy noir office here uh <laughs> there is a um, punching bag with big b's face on it oh <laughs> <laughs> in the corner um i was gonna write everything i talk all right I'll, I'll read over my notes here and then i'll try to fill in what, what i haven't written down here sure. uh crane owes money to the crooked man I find yep. their ledger. So you probably found something similar at his place, saying does he that he owes money to the crooked man. It was it, it was indicated there that he had been giving money to the crooked man. Okay, he owes a lot of money to the crooked man. Crane hired the Tweedles to take a photo of Faith. Huh. Uh, Cinderella is on vacation in Europe because you can. That's right. I was they have dos, like folders on each of the fairy town fairies. Fairy Town Fables. They know everybody's Fable status. Town Fables, not Fairy Town fa- fa- Fables. But yeah, Cinderella's the Cinderella's in this game. She's on vacation in Europe, avoiding all of this. <laughs> Lucky Cinderella, of course. <laughs> uh, the detective who detained Big B has a file saying, "Keep an eye on her." 
she doesn't play another role in the story, but the Tweedle sort of, I guess, are, like, looking after everybody who's connected to this overall thing, and we eventually find out that the Tweedles are mostly there to keep the crooked. He's kind of their enforcers type. Uh, we learn later who his real enforcer is. Yes, we do. <laughs> uh, Beauty owes a lot of money, worse than Bigby thought. Yeah. So Flycatcher, he's cleaning up the room, but he's like, you know, Tweed- D and Dump, they're not as bad as... Um, what they say they they took me in they gave me a job when like no one else would they 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 provide for me they've been they've been really good to me huh so big b mad just <laughs> says like um, are you kidding me i told him about what they did to, at the funeral and he led me to a hidden staircase uh because i find a key there's also a little bit here that's kind of cute where um they have um letter boxes to each other d and dumb at their <laughs> at their opposite desk and there's one that says, like, dumb, we should get a dog, D. And he goes to the arrow one, D, I hate dogs, dumb. <laughs> That's funny. So I end up finding a key. Flycatcher pushes a um, metal case to the side and walks me down this uh, area here, like the staircase to a hidden basement. Hmm. Um. Right. Flycatcher wants to come back to the Woodlands, Woodlands at some point. Crane was sending... Here's here's the thing. So this is where we find out, where I find out about the um, Crooked Man's like package delivering operation. Yeah. It was partially being run out of here. Like they were... So if I got this right, the Ds were about getting packages to the Crooked Man. I believe so. Whereas... They were a part of their pack, that packaging operation, giving stuff to the Crooked Man, whereas what we find out later in Chapter 4, the butcher shop, yes. was sending things out to, from the Crooked Man. Yes. So they were like, it was a circle that none of the areas like really touched each other. It was all a perfect like circular operation that led through the office here. Some, so Some parties being more willing to participate Crane, than others. <laughs> Crane was sending Snow's hair through D and Dumb to the witch, Auntie Greenleaf, to make the snow glamour. Yeah. A package is here from someone named the Butcher, which we later know now, the the Butcher. Yeah. Uh, Greenleaf was disguised as the kid. What? Oh, I did not uh, separate my notes here for when we go to uh, Auntie Greenleaf. Oh, no, you're good. So... That, that's basically it. We find out here, this is where I get the connection because of the, um, of what uh, Flycatcher told me and what was in the ledger of the money, hmm. that where we find out where uh, Auntie Greenleaf, no, because, sorry, the package is where we find what Auntie Greenleaf is. He clears the air because we find the package. And we find of course, a package a dress. In, that, in that place. You find the package in that place of... That. Okay, so that's how you. So that's you get, how I knew about the package. So you get it's cool. You get the same information, just divvied out in different ways in different locations. Because that was my first exposure to any packages was at Greenleafs. See, I got it from like the D and Dumbs and their hidden like packaging operation here. So we go to Andy Greenleaf. We uh, get the we knock on the door and a little girl answers. And immediately I'm like, I remember this. I know what's up here. I had a much more, <laughs> I had a much more dark thought of who it could be i was like this is obviously somebody who's glamored and i thought it was crane <laughs> oh no i thought it was crane trying to like hide there oh Cause, no because they thought that they thought that she was hiding crane yeah 
because like, and there was even a comment where Bigby's looking around in there, and he's like, I can even smell his cologne. So you thought, oh, no. and I was that like, he describes himself as, oh, yeah. Oh, no. So that's why I was like, I'm gonna pummel mm. this man. Oh. And, and 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 so when the little girl was not crane but was in fact a witch sigh of relief i was like oh thank god you're just a witch <laughs> like, i don't want to talk about this yeah <laughs> i have to talk about this game i don't want to Ex- talk about this. exactly <laughs> so was like, i was like thank god you're a witch oh no but then i was like wait you're a witch <laughs> and that, and that was auntie greenleaf she was disguised as, as a girl and she did not like that we were going around the apartment and she seemed particularly protective of the tree yeah when we were investigating yeah she's not helping so uh, we get her to talk. He went to the crane. Went to the pudding and pie. Hired the witch. Uh, so this is where um, Snow is at. Because this is where she's in an emotional height here. She's yes. very upset. This is where um, we find out that like she's one of the people who makes the glamours. Yeah. Or at least the. Get, gathers the ingredients to make the glamours to send to the crooked man for a part of his operation in the butcher shop. This is the origin of the it. snow glamour. So yeah, this is where this is where it started to get. Well, Crane supplied the su- supplies. She supplied the magic materials and sent it to I guess the other witches to make the illegal gl- the illegal glamours if they are illegal the bootleg glamours. Yeah, but. Uh, Snow does not like that. She's like, we're going to burn your tree. Yeah. Do you burn the tree? I did not burn the tree. I did not burn the tree either. I, I was like, this is too far. I, I get that this is wrong, but this is someone's property. <laughs> we can't just go in here and destroy someone's property. I did it last time. Oh. I didn't do it this time. Okay. Because I knew what was coming up. I oh. where it, in in the trial scene the whole you got me my tree I got you your tree oh. <laughs> on that moment of oh no <laughs> uh. but um yeah so I I didn't want to do it this time I was kind of hoping I was kind of hoping you would I was like hope John burns the tree <laughs> I, I was just, tempted I should I should have just messaged you in context was... just hey. Burn the tree. I was so tipped. That was probably the first non-simping for snow call that I made. Because <laughs> I've been simping hard for snow I so mean, far. I mean, we, yeah. It's a safe space here. We could, <laughs> I was like, I, I wanted to I wanted to get on snow's good side. But then like when she was like, burn the tree, I was like, no. No. And that was the first time I went against any of her wishes, pretty much. Yeah. I was like, nope. Is not doing that. I guess the first time I... I was not as strong. <laughs> I was like, yes, ma'am. Yes, Burn ma'am. <laughs> I got a lighter here. <laughs> I like cigarettes all the time. And those I... huff and puffs that everyone crabs on me for. <laughs> it's a great gag. It is. I try to play it back at the end of chapter four. I like make it a, uh, like they, they did it twice. I'm like, I'm going to make it a rule of three here by adding like a, doing it for the cliffhanger, but we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we don't burn the tree. Did you hire the witch to be a part of uh, Fable Town, or did you arrest her? I think those are our two options here. I I don't remember doing either of those right after that circumstance. Oh, did you just like? All right, we'll leave you alone. Bye. I think so. Okay. I think that's what I did. I don't remember. How, I didn't. I didn't. You did. You I, definitely didn't hire her. No. For a job. I, but I also didn't like. So take her into captivity or anything. I wonder like if it was something I did then, because I got to talk. We went to, uh, 
Yeah, I, uh, I put my note here. So I, I stood between them and I was like, hey, look, we got a glamour shortage. It sucks, but if we had another witch who knows what she's, knows what she's doing working for us, we can at least get the gears turning to stop this societal issue from happening. We take away one of, um, we didn't notice at the time, but we were taking away one of the Crooked Man suppliers, but also moving it towards us. That's a pawn, that's a, not a pawn, but like a, a piece from the Crooked Man's play uh, roster into ours, helping us instead. So I thought that was like the best decision here, giving her a job to where um, she was like contributing to the society from a positive standpoint rather than helping people in like the dark sense of the word. If I so, had yeah. those, if I, if those were the only options, I would have picked that one, but I do not recall picking either of those. Gotcha. You're probably just like, all right, we'll leave you alone. Bye. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> yeah, that was what I remember. Thanks for the info. Bye. Keep, so, keep your tree. Yeah, water your it tree. twice a day. <laughs> Make less of those. Those are glamours. <laughs> so, yeah. But most of my decisions here were geared towards fixing the societal issues in Fable Town. Yes. Snow wasn't as mad at me as I thought she'd be. Yeah. She, uh, was, she was mad, happy. but not like, I'm never going to talk to you again. No, nothing like that. The pudding and pie. First oh. note, Georgie's here. I hate Georgie. Georgie sucks. Yeah. Uh, I grabbed Crane. Greenly said, sold Crane out with a bad ring. He was trying to get, do something. He was trying to break the spell. Yep. To keep the, to keep Nerissa from talking. Yes. And she was like crying, but that ring is like, she sold you out. That's a fake ring. Yeah. No one told, no one had told him that the ring stopped working. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, oh, because, uh, was it Bubkin who told us that? Someone told us that the ring hadn't worked in like 10 years. Gotcha. Or something like that. And he was like, work. It was funny. He was like, work. Why aren't you working? (laughs) And Nurse says like, I've been telling him the same thing I told you. My lips are sealed, which confirms, yep, they've been cursed to keep a secret. Yep. Crane didn't kill Lily, I believe Snow. Because he's, like, sniveling, like, crying. And was like, this is much bigger than Crane. Yeah, he was just, he was on the floor. And I was like, this man's pathetic. But I think there's more to it than that. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> a creep. But yeah. I don't think he would have killed no. her. No. Someone who was, like, giving him, like, this twisted, dark fantasy I don't. He wouldn't have killed her. If he wasn't brave enough to ask Snow out, he wasn't brave enough to kill somebody. Exactly. One hundred percent. Now Snow is mad. I told Crane if she wasn't here, I'd hang his head on the Washington Bridge. Oh. Maybe a step too far. Oh. I hit a button and it was like I was like yeah, and the Snow was like just glared or said something. <laughs> I was like that may have been a little too far there. <laughs> Because Baby can snap at a moment's notice and just go yeah, from, like, good calm, like, good cop Big B to, I'm going to rip your head off yeah, and What are you doing? It. Yeah. Rip your head off and hang it on the Washington Bridge. It's like, okay. Uh, <laughs> I did, so, er- I did not get that quote. So we arrest Crane. <laughs> we roll credits. The game is fine and dandy. Just, and that's the end. We solved it. Just kidding. A car yeah. rolls up and we, when we arrest Crane. And I wrote, oh, yeah, this lady. <laughs> yeah. Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. A cool idea for an enforcer. Very cool idea. And a villain. Like, I'm not 100%, 100% sold on the way she looks. 
But I love her yeah. right, I love her writing and I love the role she brings to this story. And despite her look, she's scary. Oh yeah. Her form, her final form that you fight is closer there, but it's really cool. I was hoping for something more mirror-like and like broken like broken pieces and like jagged edges to her, but she I know she's like glamoured up here and everything, but like I thought I like the like glowing red tattoos on her chest and on her arms and everything. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not a hundred percent sworn on a look, but as a character she's great. Yeah. So very minor complaint there. Um, she rolls up with the, the Tweedles with their guns. Yep. So Crane is the crooked man's property and uh, we get the option to they're pointing the guns on us and we have the option to dodge out of the way but it doesn't work because we dodge one we're shot by the other yep, yep. and this scene rules <laughs> yeah we uh go a little farther with our wolf transformation this time i like that they tease you throughout like you think oh this is the final transformation yeah exactly you're like oh this is, this is the final one cool <laughs> the big bad wolf and then no that's not the big bad wolf <laughs> nope that's the mildly <laughs> irritated wolf yep that's the wolf yeti man <laughs> <laughs> Um, you walk at them like you're the Terminator. Yep. Just charge them as they're shooting they're just you. blasting you and you're like, no. Th- throwing things, picking up like the, um, like AC units and the trash cans just throwing it at them while like Mary, uh, watches. Mm-hmm. So you run up, you pin Dumb against the wall and you have the choice here to kill him. I beat the hell out of him, but I did not kill him. Yeah, I didn't kill him either. I, I was just like... Because at this point, it's like I'm trying big. I, I'm trying to traject Bigby in the direction of being. Be honest. If Snow White wasn't looking, would you have killed him? I would have ripped his fat head off. <laughs> <laughs> I would have enjoyed it too. No, but he, I was trying. I was trying to play it like I was actually trying to be a better, a better uh, sheriff, a better person of justice, and I just wasn't going to rip somebody's head off because I didn't like them or because they were trying to kill me. I was going to subdue him, and that was what I did. I didn't kill him. Yeah. Snow trades my life for Crane. Cause, because you're yep. shot with a silver bullet. Yeah, she's she, yeah, she, there. They pull out the silver bullet stuff. That's like, oh. so good. <laughs> I like her line here that I didn't exactly write down, but she was like, I didn't really believe in the silver stuff, but it seemed to work just fine. <laughs> she takes Crane, then walks over to you and breaks your arm, just steps on your arm to yep. break it. Yep. That was that didn't phase me. What phased me is what came next. Yeah. Later on, but um. So, the really chilling moment here where she walks away and then says to Snow, "Long live the Queen," because Snow's in charge now. Yeah. So it's like the power dynamic we wanted, but not the way we wanted it. Whereas, yes. like the villains are making this happen. Yeah, it's like we so wanted like, Snow to be in charge, but but now it's like, are we playing into their hand by making it happen? Yeah, are we the are we the ones who are going to make things right, or are we the ones who are just going to keep them in power? Mm-hmm. Which is a very interesting dynamic. This cut this cliffhanger, the cliffhangers in this game, top notch. Yeah, All that, was, that was a really good one. I did play chapter four right after chapter three. Uh, <laughs> I stopped myself. I wanted to. I tried to break this up between like different like play sessions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had I had two. I did three and four, and then I did five uh, separately. Sounds episode three. It sounds like we 
we broke off for a bit that ended back in like the same spot which yeah. is kind of how these like adventure games or these narrative adventure games especially from telltale sort of go mm-hmm. but i like that we were able to get our information in different places and that i saw a location that you didn't even see yeah that was kind of cool to yeah hear, like maybe that would have made me feel a little bit more connected to the tweedles but 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 by that point it was just like I hate these guys. They saw or like because <laughs> you miss Flycatcher as a character. Yeah, he just shows up. I'm like, who are you? <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> Episode four, <laughs> Big B's apartment. Uh, Physician Swinehart is back. Yeah, I like Swinehart. Yeah, I like him too. <laughs> He's sassy. I love it. <laughs> Big B has nightmares of Bloody Mary to kind of start us off. It's like a mirror of what happened. Mirror. Because Bloody Mary. It's a mirror of what happens at the beginning of chapter two where we see, um, like, we see from a different angle of uh, Bigby remove the sheet and see Snow White's head and then we go to the police station. It's kind of a similar effect to that where we are living like a traumatic moment and we cut back to the present after the horrifying thing. Yeah. I wrote... Look, I can handle blood, but something about having to snap your own bones back into place is kind of cringe. Yeah, that was bad. I, right. was like, I was like, oh. Doing it multiple, I thought it would just be like a one-time thing. It was like, you got to do it three times. You got to tap X and hit Y, tap X, hit Y, I, snap, oh, snap, so, snap. So you were able to get it? Did you know? Oh, did you fail this? Co- oh, no. What so, did you do? So I failed the last one, and then... Oh, no. He was just like, "Oh, for heaven's sake!" And he grabs your arm and he snaps it back in. <laughs> and Big was like, "Oh!" Swineheart. Swineheart just, just grabs your arm. He's like, "Oh, for heaven's sake!" And then he fixes it. That makes me love Swineheart In one more. swift motion, he just with force shoves it back in. And Big was like, "Oh!" Like open palm, just like. Yep. Oh man, it's that, great. That. It, rules. It, it was funny. I was like, "Oh shoot!" Because when I missed that, I was like, "Oh, that's probably bad." And then immediately, I was like, "Oh." And then he fixed it. Colin's being sassy here. He's basically, like, uh, just harassing the doctor. I said, please don't distract the doctor while he has my chest cut open. Yeah. <laughs> good, really good line here. So, we... The stakes are kind of raised here. The doctor says, one more silver round to the heart and you're dead. I Not even I will be able to put you back together. Yeah. So, the stakes are higher. This reminds me of... Because these fables are not immortal, but they can take a lot of damage. Yes. This reminds me of, like the the movie the wolverine where yeah. wolverine loses his healing factor so all of a sudden everything can be a danger ah and yeah. it makes it makes the stakes more raised even though he's like on the level of like a normal dude yeah it's almost like oh wow but we see what these freaks are capable of yeah. so you might want to take it careful especially with uh, bloody mary just hanging around, around with a revolver full of silver bullets swineheart hates colin is my note here because he's like snow big b <laughs> colin <laughs> oh, yeah, he does do that. <laughs> it's like, what happened between these two? <laughs> I'm wondering if, is Swineheart one of the pigs? That was what I thought. I was like, maybe that's one of his siblings. And he's mad that he doesn't want to, like, he's I... living with the big bad wolf. <laughs> yeah. But then why is Swineheart, like, why is Swineheart help? helping the big, yeah. I don't, I, the, but his name is Swineheart, to? so it's like... It, so my speculation is like he's probably he has his life together he's probably the brick yeah sibling yeah he's probably the brick sibling the uh, most intelligent the most competent because he calling Colin's the snick the stick guy i imagine if uh straw guy's probably dead somewhere straw guy's at the farm <laughs> going this is great oh yeah what is anyone talking about because <laughs> i'm a straw i want <laughs> i'm living in a mansion now yeah <laughs> I 
immediately think of that um, Futurama quote, one of my favorite ones. A floor, we live like kings! <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the uh, straw guy. Yep. <laughs> the straw pig. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Wait, what, I, it's been, is that, was that a Zoidberg That quote? was a Zoidberg That quote. sounds like a Zoidberg quote. It was in the body of oh. some, It was in the body of, like, Fry, I think. Not to get too into Futurama. I'm cautiously optimistic about that coming back. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> That's my joke. Mm. I'll kill you. Future off is great. Um, <laughs> I say to Snow, Snow, I'd never leave you because, of course, I did. I yeah. I, I ship Bigby and Snow. I do too. Uh, I, it's, a, it's a very sweet dynamic. It's it a is. very good dynamic. I love those two working together. Even if it's not like romantic, them as partners, them as, I love. Yeah, even that, if it's not romantic, I love it. Like they they need each other. Yeah, Snow. Snow is driven, but Big B. So is driven. Big B can be the logical one, too. They can keep each other in check. Yeah, for what multiple reasons. They complete each other, and because of them, I think they're the perfect pairing. I love those two. Yeah. I really want to read the comics again to get more of their like dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, then I wrote, right? Yeah, of course I'm defending Snow in every option I take. What are you, what part are you thinking? Fair. I, 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 get, oh, I get it. <laughs> Snow is. Deep now that she's the dep- deputy, um, basically deputy mayor of uh, Fable Town, she is hard to to enforce the farm thing. So what did you what did you tell Colin then? I said Snow will come around. That was what I said too. Yeah, because I didn't want to say, "Yep, you're going to the farm." Spoiler alert: Snow does not mm. indeed come around. No, she doesn't. She does not. He's not. She doubles down on this farm. I thing. was like, "Screw my decisions." All I right, guess. fine. All right. So yes, no one's going to force the start thing. Although I wonder, maybe if we were more matter of, maybe if we were more firm with our decision. What if we said no, you're not going to the farm? Maybe it would have been a different outcome. Maybe I'm not sure. Um, one thing that I think this game would have, one complaint I have with this game is I would like more context for the farm in order to make a more informed decision. Yeah, because I feel like for most of the farm stuff, I took the middle road. Because I'm like, I don't know one way or the other. Some say it's bad, but some seem like okay with it. I'm not sure. I, I, Colin just doesn't abide by rules anyway. So I imagine if they even have like a schedule, he's like, I hate this. Yeah. I'm piecing anything out. Anything where he has to conform to anything, he'd probably just. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> but Big Beam like makes it doesn't doesn't seem like a bad thing at the end of the game. Yeah. Because I don't think there's a way to avoid having some people go to the farm yeah. at the end of the game and it's kind of like a sad moment but also is it because i don't i read a couple you with the comics i don't know fully what exactly the farm is but also it's like a matter of if well if snow is pushing it it can't be like too bad it can't right? be like uh or like, do i just have too much faith in snow? it can't is, be like a prison camp which because... is very possible that i just have too much faith in snow White. it could be but i don't think snow would send these these people to, to like a prison no uh, it, it's not <laughs> well mm. Ugh, that's tricky again yeah. <laughs> some more context would be nice and i hope for like the wolf among us too we see i hope we get, get to go to the farm yeah that's where i thought we were going to end up going yeah me too at some point in this game like obviously we're gonna have to go to the farm in like chapter two or three yeah that doesn't really come to pass no it doesn't just, just told about it uh big b's office yep because we told... get because snow white when she comes in she tells you that you have no you get a phone call right where narissa is waiting at she's your, willing to talk to you she's about willing something. to talk about something so 
in Bigby's office. Narissa is here, hopefully with more info. She I forgot to go over the decision points for part one because I have them here. Well, we touched on it. So, um, oh, note if you visit Crane's apartment f first, then visit the Trip Shack Flycatcher and the Tweedle's office will not appear and you'll not be given a decision. I offered Flycatcher a job with 97% of people. Huh. You decide to make a deal with Jack. You are the 70%. Yeah. 70 per 80% did not burn the tree. Yeah. And 55% did not kill Tweedledum. That was like more of a split decision. Yeah, that was definitely... I could understand why people would have wanted to do it. So I wanted to do it. When it comes to Colin, 85.5% <laughs> of people did not send Colin to the farm. Yeah. I mean, Colin's kind of a bit of a asshole, but I don't want to send him to the farm. Although you do get called out for your hypocrisy later on. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. So, Ugh. all right, now that we caught up on decisions, let's go to Bigby's office. Nerissa's here, hopefully with more info. She can't speak. Magic keeps them from talking. So Bigby figures out that the ribbons are doing it. The ribbons are tied to keeping their secret. Yep. Do you try to remove the ribbon? So before I, before my dumb brain put all that information together, my decision was, uh, this is an audio show, so you can't see it, but I essentially went, just I reached for it. I reached for it and grabbed. I thought I did that too. I thought Bigby would be a little more like gentle. Like, hey, uh, yeah, I'm going to do it. Not just like let's just figure this out. So she freaks out, and then I comfort her. Oh, I do the thing where I put my hand on her shoulder and say, "No, it's fine. Sorry, I'm not going to do that. Don't worry." Yeah. Um. Let's see. And are, that was sort of the end of that conversation. Are we bad of... people? Sixty-three percent do not. So it's a thirty. It's like a two-thirds split. We are in the third that was like, let's see what this ribbon's about. <laughs> Dang. We've been consistently picking the same thing for the most part. For the most part. Yeah, even like the weird split stuff here. Because I think we have like the same like mindset when it comes to what we're like trying to figure out yeah. here. So Snow White comes in and tell. Oh, wait, sorry. Uh, I comfort her and I promise her that I will keep this between us to keep her safe. Mainly yes. the information about the ribbons and the information about the spell. Yes. Snow White comes in and tells us she has a lead. Uh, Beauty and the Beast. There's a moment here where you're like looking for your things and Snow says, so what was that about? I just keep silent. I just like, just go, da, 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 da. I hit the silent button. I said something, but it was not like, there was like another option that wasn't like, oh, I was keeping secrets for Nerissa. <laughs> it was something. There was that's... one that was like, the magic, the ribbons are doing it. Which I'm like, avoid that one at all costs. I think the <laughs> other one was just like, matter of fact, it was like, well, you know how these things go. <laughs> that might have been it. That might have been one. Something I, like that. Um, I think that was what I picked. Or nothing we didn't already know. Something like just that. Mm -hmm. But um, so Narissa leaves saying that the lead that Snow White presents will help us, which is Beauty and the Beast. So this is a really short scene here that is just made to tell us that if you had it already connected that it was magic, Ribbon's doing it. I feel like the game threw that at you enough. This is just to point you in the direction. Hey, these are magic ribbons. Yeah. <laughs> so, to get, is everyone on the same page? Good. Okay, magic ribbons. All right, bye. Uh, go, to, go to Beast and Beauty and Beast's apartment. We learn more about their financial struggles and how they really are just trying to keep up their old living style despite it being harder to maintain. Uh, yeah, I point out how expensive their place is versus the debt they're in. Yeah. Because I'm like, yeah, this place is very nice. It doesn't uh, yeah. look like you're in debt. Yeah. So, the... Uh, Beast the, was not happy to see me. He was not. 
at all because he's like, are you going by your back? I was like, I could have killed you, bro, but yeah, I did exactly. not. exactly. That's why I was sort of like, and plus you you agreed, to, like when, when he saw the murder scene, he like helped us. So I was like, what happened to that? So there's no decision points here. <laughs> uh, you get their, you get their terrible but hilarious answering machine. Yeah. I mean, we're beasts and we are at, uh, we are away. Like this Doing typical something couple. something fabulous. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bigby's like, Ugh. we're too busy being adorable or something, being in love. It's it, like this hilarious, <laughs> and even the guy calling the threatening message is like, I hate the answering machine. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> so I stop. Do you stop Beast from picking up the phone, or do you take the phone? I stopped Beast from. No, I didn't stop Beast. Beast answered the phone and hung it up. Oh, so he just picked it up and hung it up. Yep. That's the other option was, I think, to pick up the phone and try to talk to the guy. I just stopped. I let the message play out, knowing that if I pick up, he will hear it hang up the phone or something. But I, uh, I stopped BC just like just to, just a typical thing. It was like I'm gonna I'm gonna kill you because you owe the crooked man money. <laughs> Is that what he said, basically? Something like that, basically. Oh, yeesh. um paraphrasing a little bit uh, <laughs> this game is better dialogue writers than i am um so they point me in the direction of two locations the lucky pawn where the which, cut above or the cut above the lucky pawn is where um we know that that's where bloody mary frequents a lot because that's where she got like the woodsman's axe mm-hmm. and everything and i uh, forget what um system they're running out of there but you also know that um Beast has been working for the Crooked Man's delivery system to try to earn back money mm-hmm. out of a the butcher shop to cut above. So choice time, butcher shop or Lucky Pond. Where'd we go? I was like, I'm scared of Bloody Mary. I'm going to the butcher shop. That's where I went to. <laughs> it, it makes the most sense being like, that seems like the place where things are going out of. Yeah. So I want to see what's there. So I imagine our scenes here kind of played out. Similarly, yeah, 63 through 36, cut above. Yep. So. I felt bad for the butcher after uh, learning more about him. Yeah. But the butcher shop seems like the best place. There's no smoking sign. Oh, yeah. Do you keep smoking or do you put it out? I put it out, but Bigby was like, and he's like. I I keep smoking. (laughs) 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 Everything with the cigarettes I did took full advantage of, especially in this chapter, because there's a lot of that, like, the smoking imagery coming into play. Yeah. And um, their package system seems important to their operation. The butcher tripped what I thought was a silent alarm. Yeah, me too. I, but it wasn't a silent alarm. It was like a warning light. So yeah. you're like chasing him through the, um, like, not the, even like chasing him. You're just hitting like um, your dialogue buttons as big as you're like through, meat. through the meat. The meat locker reminds me of like the scene from Rocky, even though I just that's just how every meat locker looks like. But my brain is like, it's like Rocky. Uh, he leads you to a door. <laughs> Smart to lead you directly to where we wanted to, to go. To where we wanted to go. Good job, butcher there. But I guess we would have find it any found it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, please don't get in there. They're gonna kill me. He's like, well, they're gonna kill me anyway. Now that I led you here, so rip open the door. And this is where they're shipping glamours and other magic from. So, uh, the Crooked Man's got Monopoly in Fable Town. All this to run, like, cheap magic. Yep. So, there's, like, shackles on the floor, like, body shackles on the door. So, this is, like, the 
the sweatshop part of like the operation and you like push back the board and you find out just how many people are asking for stuff from the crooked man everybody's got ties in this because the system failed everybody in this town yep it was a long list mm -hmm. names on that board so what do you say to johan do you promise that you're going to take his operation down he's like he's going to come back and kill me you have a choice to make i've told him i would protect him I told okay. him that I promise I'll protect you. I, you know, no matter what happens, we'll make sure that you're protected. I mean, it's like we're gonna take down this entire operation. <laughs> but when we we learn that the shard might, we get a note here that the shard the shard might be at the Lucky Pond. And yes. So we've got like a kick in the right direction about the shard to the mirror. Yep. And at this point, when I played this the first, I played this close enough to get where I remembered the shard was a plot point. Keep in mind that. Um, when this game was coming out back in 2013 and 14. Chapter 2 was, I think, in February. Chapter 4 was, I think, in June. Mm. So that was like, Shard? What Shard are we looking for? Oh, yes. I was, I was like, like what, oh. are, what is... I forgot all about that plot point and everything. Yeah. But, um... I could understand why, why you would. It's not really touched on much in 3, if I recall. Chapter 3. Or if it is, I don't remember. <laughs> no, nah, I don't remember it being like a. No, it's at the beginning of chapter. Never mind. It, it, it's at the beginning of chapter three when you find out he like destroys some air and takes a piece with him because that's what you're looking ah, for. yes. In chapter three, but there is some that more is time difference versus us playing like in the same part. Exactly here. So, um, the lucky pawn. Woodsman's looking for his ex. Yep. Uh, and you meet the Jersey Devil here. Who was just like a scummy like pawn dealer when he's out of his form. Yeah. Really awesome design on the Jersey Devil. It was really good. I liked his design Demented a lot. Demon Skeleton Deer. Yep. I love his design. And really cool fight here. Yeah. Because you're just messing up the place. Yep. And and Woody's there. <laughs> Old Woody, the woodsman. <laughs> Woody's there. Isn't he like knocked back out so he's not participating in the fight initially? Yeah. But I think he helps it at one point in the end. You're choosing what to slam his head in. I'm trying to be, like, nicer here. So there's, like, a, something that's obviously sharp and then something I think is a cushion. I go uh -huh. to where the cushion is, but it turns out it's glass. So I break glass <laughs> and then go in the glass so his face is, like, all messed up. But it doesn't matter anyway. I take part of his antler and then stab him with it. Yeah, I did that. Yep. I like that part. I think that's one thing you had to do, but I was like, yeah, this fight. This fight rules. Um... So after this, this pretty short scene here, you go and um, find um, the coat, Ichabod's coat. Did you look through all the pockets? Did um, you take the money? I did not take the money. I continued the trend of not taking the money. I continued my trend of taking money <laughs> uh, and took back the magic mirror shard. Yep. I let Jersey talk while I was leaving. I think I did too. It's such like a small minor thing, but he's just like, I'm gonna, yeah, you're not matched with the crooked man. I was hoping for him to like, yeah, I was hoping he'd spill something, incriminate himself, but now I was just writing stuff. But I was just like, I'm not gonna let him know what bothers me. There's a really nice scene here with, um, Woody. He, he trashes your cigarette band going huff and puffs. Yeah. Really. Um, cause you, you give him a, I, I chose to give him a, uh, did he, he asked for a cigarette, right? Yeah. And I, yeah, I gave him one. I gave everybody a cigarette who asked for one. Same. But, um, 
yeah, just a really nice scene where he's like, hey, yeah, just go and go and find this guy. Go and make things right. Yeah, it was it was like, a yeah. good scene. It was like they kind of made like it was clear that they were not friends, but they were like. He does get his axe back, and he he does one thing. He's like, for a second, I didn't know who I was going to swing this at. Yeah, <laughs> I did like. I thought that was funny. Back at the business office, Bluebeard and Toad are yelling at Snow. So then you find out that Buffy <laughs> talks about Buddy Mirror and Buddy Mary and the Mirror have like a complicated history. So I went with Buff, Buffkin first. He was looking, he was working on the Mirror, and he said, "Oh, it doesn't like being spied on." Bigby's like, "Oh, he doesn't like being spied on." He's like, you know, "He's a little shy when you try to put him back together." Bigby's like, "Point out the hypocrisy there." Yep, I did that too. I think I did that first. Snow sends you to Toad because yes. she's like, "Hey." We have no we have no money to give him to buy glamour. So you need so you just need to let him down easy and tell him he's not gonna get glamoured. How'd this conversation play out for you? I said I, I, I knelt down to Toad, I I was like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let you go to the farm, buddy. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, and, yeah, and that made it all the worse at the end. I gave him Crane's money. Oh to buy glamours. Shoot. Uh, no, I could have gotten no, like, oh. no. Wait, it's not gonna be as good as you think. I gave I oh. gave him the money, and it's like, hey, but I was like, listen to me, you're gonna buy glamour with this. Uh. You are going to buy glamour with this. You are going to get glamoured up, and if I see you and you're not glamoured, you're going to the farm. Do we have a deal? So it's like that's a good deal. Then takes the money and is he he has his hands in his pockets, whistling out. Does he jovially food. leave? That was what he did when I told him. And then Snow White just glares. Yeah, she's like, you told him. That you- Did you give him money? I was like, not my money. <laughs> <laughs> not our money. It's good. I said, it's, I said, don't worry. It's going to work itself out. That was, okay, Bigby did say that. But y'all, but she said, what did you tell him? And I said, I told him that we do. We'll, we'll deal with this later. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I, I gave him money. It's good. I don't think I did that last time because I don't think I took the money or found the money. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's going to go great, right? 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 Uh, so you get on the mirror. I play ball this time with the mirror, like doing yeah, the. I do too. Mirror, mirror. Like, he's been through a lot. Mirror, mirror. Or something. <laughs> uh, they're flying Crane to Paris. Did you yeah. Notice? Yeah, you saw that? So we don't see Crane again for the rest of these chapters. Oh, wait. You picked Crane? To, fi- to look for Crane? Yeah. I don't remember that. So that's where Crane went. Yeah. He got they got to get Buddy Mary's intimidating him and saying you're going to Paris and then she try and then because of Buddy Mary's there and she's like there's a really cool scene here where she's like someone's watching us yeah then she turns and tries to reach through the mirror and then um uh the mirror stops and goes oh I hate that <laughs> I hate it when she does that <laughs> okay no I do remember that. My brain completely forgot about that because at the end I was like, it's where's a, Crane? It's such a weird like five second thing. He's like, you're going to Paris. You're going to lay low. She's like, she says a fun line here. She says like, please mess this up. So I have to hunt you down. <laughs> so I can. Yeah. She's like, please, please screw this up. Um, but yeah, oh yeah, we got information from Jersey that the door to the crooked man's operation it moves it moves goes to different places and yeah crane was using the door the uh mirror to find the location of the door and that's how he was able to find it yes the door moves to central tar- to park 
And Snow asks you to bring him back alive. Mm-hmm. Do you agree to that? I do. Terms? I, pro- I, I, I like, yes, we'll do that. I, I remember agreeing to that. So I get a scene of him running towards the running towards the door in Central Park. We go in, and Tiny Tim is the guardian of the door. Yeah. I forgot I, about this whole thing here. I was like, oh, hey, buddy, what are you doing here? More of like a more <laughs> recent fable. Did, did you read any of the, like, Fable Town entries that you unlock as you go through the game? Shoot. I read all the ones for chapters one, two, and three, but I didn't read the last two chapters. So there's something interesting about Tiny Tim, where oh. Tim is, um, they say that a fable's health is dependent on how well he's known, how well the fable is known. Typically, the more well-known a fable is, like the more well-off they are. That's why the more popular fables live well and good lives, because right. they're well and good people. They said, Tiny, they said Tiny Tim seems to be the exception because his ailment is a part of the story. Uh-huh. So they recognize, so the Mundies know his ailment, so they, it's projected onto him. Yeah. So okay. he will never get better because we recognize who he is in the story. Even though at the end of the story, he's like doing better. But I don't know, because I guess he has that. It's our knowledge of the characters that shapes the characters. Yeah. Which huh. is a fascinating concept. It is. So, yeah. Baby runs the door. Tiny T- Tim is there. He calls him Tim, and he's like, hey, I appreciate that you didn't call me Tiny Tim. <laughs> Uh, so he leads Bigby to his boss. Do you wait for Tim? I wait for Tim. It's like, I'm going to get in trouble if uh, he doesn't see me show you in. I let him open the door, too. He's a man. It's Tiny Tim. Yeah, I didn't want to be mean to Tiny Tim. Always be nice to Tiny Tim. <laughs> I've seen enough versions of the Christmas Carol that made me cry that I'm like, I'm going to protect you, but don't worry. It's all going to be okay. <laughs> yep. Um, Same. Everyone is here. All the villains are here. Yep. I, went, I remember this. Uh, Crooked Man... Really cool look, like a messed up eye yeah. suit and a like chained um, necklace. He's like, "Have a seat. We have so much to discuss." He was very professional. What What do you say? I say, uh, "All right, let's talk." Or basically, is it, I decide right, to was... talk. So you are forty one percent who tried to uh, who um, you're one of the forty percent. 40% who um, wanted to talk to him. I was... I had did something that wasn't on this list I have here. Did I take a picture of it? No, I did not. I put in a cigarette, lit it. As soon as I lit the cigarette, cut to black. Oh. It was so badass. <laughs> <laughs> just like... Because Bigby just looks at the room of everybody around him. Just smith cigarette. I thought it was a good thematic moment because... Everyone's bashing his cigarette, cigarette choices, his cigarette brands. I think first time he was like, I don't care. You're coming with me. And then white cigarette, which was also really cool. <laughs> Isn't chills. But I like the silent one. Bigby just sizes up the room, realizes he's going to be here a while, realizes he might not make his out here alive. So just one last cigarette. Cut to black. So yeah. Did you light a cigarette? Like, okay, let's I stop. did. Mine ended with a cigarette lighting. But such a good, like moment there it was amazing cliffhanger here (laughs) then episode five cry wolf the final episode of the wolf among us we there's no cold open it goes right to credits here did you notice that yeah like it it's like we're gonna keep moving we're not gonna take a break here we're gonna 
we're going to get started and we're going to keep going through this entire chapter. Mm-hmm. This is the most action-heavy chapter of the entire game because it feels yes. like all your decisions kind of mounted up. It's going to play a part later on in the climax of this game, which I think is really, really, really well done. Um, it's Crooked Man's Office. T-Straight Up asks you, like, says, oh yeah, the killer, like, doesn't matter and you can say as Big B, I've already figured it out or tell me who did it. What did you say? I said, tell me who did it. Oh, I got it wrong. I was like, I know who did it. And you get a choice. I went, Bloody Mary. He went, no, you idiot. Everyone, <laughs> <laughs> everyone got Snickers. And he's like, it was Georgie. It was Georgie. And what pissed me off so much. So, okay, we now know, we know why Georgie did it now. All the, that's all been said and done. Yeah. Even with that knowledge, it pissed me off how Georgie acted about it. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Yeah, I killed her. Who killed? I don't. What? What of it? I don't care." And yeah. I get why he acted that way, but I, he sucks. I hate Georgie. <laughs> yeah, I get. That's the point. Like, and I know we're not quite there yet, but let's just say I let him suffer. <laughs> yeah, I also did. And I was like, "Yeah, we're just gonna." <laughs> yeah. Like, no, nah, I'm better than you. <laughs> We uh yeah uh, we learned that that's George, probably the more cold option but I oh, man, I did it that, so uh, that was probably the yeah. coldest it was it felt good it felt good uh he's like we will deal it's not very corporate here quick man it's like we will deal with this matter internally this is an internal issue like, he was very cons- professional well spoken conferred fables out not you and like your little club here that runs everything so I try to take both of them in and then uh quick man says something goes why mediate when you can just decide. And yeah. There's a mirror in the corner of the room. So Buddy Mary can just appear at any time. Yeah. So she just walks in. She walks on in. So uh then a so a fight breaks out here. So you're trying to take him in. Everybody's like saying they don't want the crooked man to go, but like just go with him, Georgie. Like just give yourself up. They're trying to they're throwing him, he says, under the carriage. Yeah. So under the carriage to like save themselves. Like, hey, just take him down. The People will see that they did a murder. Every, every You caught the murder. Everything goes about according to plan from here on out. Nothing changes. I'm still in charge. You get your person. Fable Town's happy. I'm happy. Everything can go about their business. But Big B's like, screw that. I'm taking you both in. And yeah. um, fight breaks out where everyone's kind of nerfed here. Yes. You can kind of deal with everybody and just yeah. like, a few punches and a few throws here. But it has to be. Yeah. Otherwise, so, you're just vastly under. Bloody Mary takes Crooked Man and pieces out. Yep. Into the like. The factory type of area. What's it called? Well, they there's like a portal surrounding the area because you're like in an area separated from everything else. So once you like break a window, you can, they can kind of escape into there. Mm-hmm. But you fight everybody. Do you hit the devil while he's down? I decide not to do that. Because there's a moment where you throw the devil, the Jersey Devil, over your shoulder and you pin him down. You can just keep punching him. I think I stop. I or, don't think I. Or no, no, no. You can stomp on him. Because I remember I did that before at uh, when I was interrogating him at the um, the Lucky Pond. I like stomped on him to get him to talk. So I was like, I'm not gonna do that again here. Because it said he, it swayed me. It said he'll remember that. So I decided not to do it a second time. I can't remember. I, I might have stomped on him, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, it's right there. It was a prompt. You yeah, yeah. That right trigger is so... En- it's so enticing. It's so enticing there. Um, <laughs> I mean, all these fools chase Georgie down, who goes into like the void, 
And there's a really fun chase sequence. A dual, uh, yeah, a cool car chase sequence. When you where you don't are not in the car, you literally are chasing the car. They're turning into <laughs> like uh, are like the same form of the big bad wolf we saw in uh, part three. Yeah, where you're running down, which has me whole thinking. I was like, are we still in Fable Town? Are these Mondays who's watching us? Yeah, How's this whole thing. That work? was what I was thinking too. There's a bit where you jump over the bridge and there's a bit where you can choose a car or a limousine did you pick the car i picked the car because i knew georgie was in it and then the, the crooked man the crooked man was in the rolls limousine. up his window i'm like uh i don't know if that would have changed i don't think that would have changed anything i don't think so either because just the way at least i don't see how it would have yeah because the way this has to play out but that's a cool moment where you're like for a second like ah yeah <laughs> it's like oh <laughs> so you chase him down uh, you turn back into your uh, human form and walk in the club. Georgie's dying. Uh, he spills. He spills it here. He spills his guts. Yeah. While while spilling Literally, his guts. Literally, yeah. While spilling his guts. <laughs> uh, Faith and Lily wanted to run. Georgie was given the order to take care of it. Uh, the girl with the ribbon. I forgot was a part of the story. So remember last time I talked about how the girl with the ribbon story, where girl takes off her ribbon and her head falls off. Yeah. And I was like. Uh, She's definitely part of the story that I forgot in the back. I forgot this was actually the thing here. Yep. So what happened again, I was like, I did the same thing I did last time. Where <laughs> I was like, it's definitely tied to the story. And then like don the donkey skin stuff, I'm like, oh, I guess not. And then I was like, oh, I'm vindicated. I knew this story. I was right. Yes. Did the same thing again here. And I was like, oh, no, I hope I didn't spoil it for John. Or I imagine I gave you, maybe it helped because I gave you context for what that story was. It didn't spoil anything for okay, me. Okay, that's good. Um... So yeah, Vivian was the original. So she just tried to remove. What happened here? She removed the ribbon to break the spell, killing herself. She killed herself. Yeah, sadly, but it, it removed the it removed. So that in in effect removed the curse from Nerissa, right? Yes. Essentially, that was okay. I I thought that that was what that was all for. I just wanted to make sure. Georgie's bleeding out and tells you that the crooked man is probably at Shepherd's Metalworks. I left him to die. I walked out. What you can say something. I walked out without saying I didn't a word. Say a word. Don't say a word. You go off. Just turn off the light and he on said, your way out. He said, "You <laughs> <laughs> yeah. love it so much. It's so cold." Yeah, we are. I think we're in the minority here. I don't know why. Because yeah, I do not know why. Screw Georgie, Georgie sucked. Yeah, just let, let, let the man bleed out. Six, 70 it's 70 30 70% killing jersey 30% let him suffer we're just cold apparently maybe or maybe their logic was they wanted to be the ones to do it you know maybe i'm just like it, maybe know, it wasn't like a mercy thing maybe i wanted it to like be a, like it wasn't <laughs> i wasn't mercy yeah no. i was like i'm better than you like you're not like i was like you're not who i'm after you're not worth it <laughs> <laughs> you led me on this whole thing you killed people but you're you're still nothing to me like yeah. i wanted to be like i don't care about you yeah <laughs> <laughs> like he's screaming at me i don't say anything going like i don't care you're, you're nothing to me <laughs> <laughs> die, die on the floor of your club you sicko yeah um we do take his advice though and we do go to where he believes the crooked man would be and you break the lock to get in and he goes like oh, of course this one bit <laughs> <laughs> that's really short but yeah you just you just break the lock to get in Yep. So you find out this is where the boxes have been going. Photo. There's photos of Snow, Bigby, and Faith on like a big like bulletin board thing here. You hear Bloody Mary speaking to you as you're traveling throughout the building. Really cool monologue here. It's like we've heard stories of the big bad wolf. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really cool monologue. It is. You see a silver bullet station here yep. where it's being like um kind of smithed. So turn around, um Mary has the gun on you, Crooked Man's like, uh oh well he's just like Deal with no, my, uh, come see me when you're done. Come see me when you're done, dear. <laughs> she makes a crack at the big bad wolf's mother. I don't remember that. She's like, Your mom was like would just um Give it to any north to any wind that passes by. Oh, but because uh, if you read the description, Big B's mom, uh, Big B's dad is the north wind. Oh, so oh, yeah, it's something you wouldn't have known unless you like read read that thing. But I thought it was such a cool like because then you get that and you see like um, um, the notifications like you have a new fable entry. So it's one of those things that like you wouldn't have got until after you read it, which you probably would have forgotten that line anyway. But I because, think I did forget it because of... But, be, but because I read all that stuff prior because I had it all unlocked after my first playthrough, I was reading through it again and I saw the North Wind. I was like, oh. And it that, makes sense as to something that happens later. I wish they made like, a point of it like later. It's like, yeah, my dad's wind. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> which is how he gets his ability, his ability to, to huff and to puff. To huff and puff and blow the houses down. Yeah, exactly. It's awesome. That's a really cool touch. I like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, we got our fight here. Pretty cool. I, I liked this fight sequence. Great, cool. tense, killer ending. We get Bloody Mary's transformation where he, she breaks off into a bunch of different stuff. And this is what I was talking about where I wish her design was a little bit cooler. Just, I would like to see, like, there's just a bunch of her. Like, imagine if, like, she made a mirror of herself and all the Marys would let's just like crawl out of her oh uh, just like just a bunch of like infinite Marys like uh, coming through the shattered parts of the mirror I thought immediately of that scene in Doctor Strange uh, Multiverse of Madness where Wanda's just like using the mirrors yeah to like reach out of I was like that is a real Bloody Mary's a cool character I wish they did more with her design yeah there could have been a really cool like vi- scary visual Imagine if Bloody Mary's standing there, and all of a sudden you hear, see like claw, uh, hands reach out of her chest and crawl out of her chest. Oh, Wouldn't that be cool? That was something I thought of. That going, would Man, be cool, but oh. there could have been some cool Bloody oh, Mary stuff God. here. Really cool fight. You turn into the actual big bad wolf. That's yeah. just a big wolf. The final form. He he's kind of. <laughs> I'm gonna say it. He kind of. He was like a good boy. He does. He did. He, he did. <laughs> like this is the less scary. He looks less threatening. He's less threatening than Big B. Yeah. But he, <laughs> yeah, the, he, yeah, kind of. If, I was if, like, look at this doggo. If like, he was smaller, he would have absolutely been less <laughs> Oh, he's a good boy. <laughs> hey, good boy, go fetch. <laughs> and fetch he did. He fetched many a Bloody Mary clones. Really cool. Like, there's a bit where uh, one's on your back and you just tip over and, like, like a horse just fall on your back. Yep. Slam. But the final charge where she's doing, like, the, the two knives at you and you aim your bite and you just... Break her in half. Yep. Yeah. Really, really great fight scene. And the and the huffing and puffing part was great. I liked that. Yes. Charging me in the air. It's a really cool, like, tense fight. It reminds me of the fight. A lot of Terminator references here. With the fight in the steel meal from uh, Terminator 2 was one thing that came to mind. Especially when you're, like, going through the narrow area and she's just, like, scratching you from the sides. That's- yeah. Yeah. What what it reminded me of. Just like the T one thousand white just stabbing Arnold in random places. Mm-hmm. Um So 
You go to his little um, alcove where he's like watching the thing play out. He points the gun at you. And this is where all my choices all of a sudden became Spanish. <laughs> yeah, you sent me you sent me a picture of that, and I was like, yeah. "What?" I was like, "Yeah." What? You told me to beat the game. I was like, "Okay, I can send you the screenshot." All my choices became Spanish here. Till the end of the game, or just till the end of that? Sequence? I reload. I was able to reload. Okay, thank God. But <laughs> that's a weird glitch. Uh, let me see the choices here. When that's it comes a... <laughs> to this very important scene, my choices become. Uh, Porcu cuere eso? Tegami uh, ehora or no segor vivo? I'm like, what? <laughs> huh? <laughs> what? Huh? <You> come again? <laughs> what if you picked one and then all the characters just started speaking in Spanish from the rest of no, the game? No, because like the subtitle there, the subtitle there was English. That's so like, weird. What is happening? That's that is such so a weird. weird thing. I had an instance in the Life is Strange where like the where it was like code, like it became like binary for a minute, and then for one choice, and it was fine. What? What? what the That's hell happened here very weird but oh it gets weird i reloaded the save and then played the section again and then it was fine except for this one scene the will you uh crooked you decided to take crooked man in that was in german <laughs> why they crooked men like what her crooked men. like what <laughs> so yeah so in this scene you can decide to take the crooked man in or you can just keep going and just push him off of the because he's just backing up, he's slowly backing up. Yep. You take him in, right? I take him in. Yeah. I promised Snow I would take him in, so I took him in. That's like the majority option here, but the fact that you can do it is cool. It makes me wonder how that whole end will. I looked it up, work. and apparently, it's just like the trial plays out, except like he's not there to defend himself. There's like, well, you killed him. Now we don't have evidence, so everyone's <laughs> mad at you for it. Yeah. And you can kind of bide your time until Narissa comes in, who's like, hey, got him, and they're like, oh. That settles it. Yeah, that ex- that explains so it. So it doesn't change too much, but there, you do have the option, I guess, the bad ending to leave while they're yelling at you before Nerissa comes in and clears the air. Mm-hmm. So that's like the quote-unquote the worst ending in this game is you kill him and then leave before Nerissa can explain it. So mm. everything's fine. You saved the day, but Nerissa just, everyone hates you. Everyone more. hates you and, not, and there's still no trust for the... Which is not like, or for the bureaucracy, yeah. So it's just like a... the situation is different the same but the context for the choices are different and that's where i think the biggest disappointment for me lies at the end Mm. like there's not a lot of like tangible physical things that are fully different about this these endings yeah um yeah 90 percent brought in the crooked man oh dang okay so yeah 90 10 yep do i imagine the 10 percent are people just going back to see what the other endings like yeah probably probably so then we got like the scene itself, even though I am disappointed that there's not more ways to play it out, I love the trial. Yeah. It's very well done. They Having, go back and forth a lot. So... It's kind of neat. Um, there's a thing in Telltale games and, like, a lot of these games where you're... You meet a character who puts... Who puts a mirror back at you and say, these are the decisions you made and these are how they affected not just you, but the people around you. Mm-hmm. This is the one... I think this one doesn't the best the trial here is very similar to i've seen this scene compared to a trial in a game called chrono trigger ah have you heard of that game or i've played heard of game? the game but i've not played it there's a bit near the beginning where uh you're running around like the town and doing just rpg stuff like opening chests like going into people's homes doing stuff <laughs> you can or you cannot 
and uh, there's a bit later in the game where you're on trial, and different characters will like, he came to my home and brought my stuff! Oh, shoot. <laughs> and then there's a way to avoid, avoid it. I think the story like plays out in different ways at, near the beginning, but you get thrown in. I got thrown in jail because I kept stealing people's stuff. Just playing like an RPG, and yes. it got punished for it. I'm like, that, that's great. So that's what this reminds people of, like bringing your decisions back to you and how it affects other characters. Mm-hmm. So... Snow White gives him a fair trial, and basically I step because I step in. It was like, no, we're going, we're going to do this. We're going to play it out because we have to be. We're going to try from this moment on to be a civilized society, not divided by fear, but divided by, brought together by like laws and constant order. And we vote law and <laughs> order, and we vote. Yeah, but I do the same. Every choice comes into play here, so. There's the Crooked Man's, like, speech. Again, as you said, there's, like, a lot of back and forth here. Yeah, some characters change their opinions a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Like back, it's like... Well, there's a point here where uh, the Crooked Man asks, like, what has this town ever did to you to lay green with? And they're like, they, they, off, they offered me a job. And he was like, but before that, any... And he's like, well, nothing. Well, it's like, well, he did. What did she, what did she do? It was like, she wanted to burn my tree. Yeah. Versus the whole, they burnt my tree. That's yeah. how that would have played out. So again, there's still, it railroads you into a lot of the same things. Like the point is like, well, we were going to burn the tree, even though it was like, that wasn't my choice. Exactly. If I destroyed the tree, that would have been my choice. But the fact that like they were getting mad at stuff. The problem with some of these games is when they get mad at you for making a choice that wasn't yours to make. Yeah. Yeah. Which they, you, have to do in a game like this in order to keep like the scope kind of small because if you do branch out in every direction all of a sudden if i have a split in a game that doesn't come back around i made two i'm making two games yeah the only one of the only games i've seen like do that is like the witcher franchise and the witcher 2 the games like branch off they kind of come back around at the end but mostly it's kept separate from like the chapter one onward from the end of that, I won't spoil what happens there, but it's like really cool, the the branching path there. You're going to the similar locations, but the people you're with and the storylines you're doing are very different. Hmm. But that's really cool. But yeah, so the trial here, he's going over basically all your major decisions and being like, well, you did this, you kind of been writing things and everything. I've been trying to make, it ultimately comes down to the fact that Crooked Man's like, I've been trying to make people's lives better. They've been trying to come through you and that's why they've gone to me. And uh, Nerissa comes in, and she can talk to herself. Can talk for herself because Vivian killed herself. Yeah, she's um, able to finally speak the truth. So you have the choice to decide twice, because you're all decided is like, well, we're going to be a democracy. We're going to vote on what the punishment's going to be. But they vote to have you make the final decision. They do because you're the main character. That's what happens. Yeah. Uh, you have the choice to make. You have the option to make a choice, but as soon as you click the button, Crooked Man comes up, puts you in a stranglehold, yep. and starts walking you toward the well. So you have the op- then Big B bests him, turns around, grabs him, holds him over the well. What do you do? I don't drop him in the well. I don't drop in the well. I imprison him. I yeah, same. Because well, Wayne was like, we got a way to imprison him. I'm like, that seems with magic. So I was like, that seems to be like the just way of doing this. We're going to show that. By doing this, we're going to show that like we are 
a merciful government that will like try to shield and protect you. We're not going to be vicious. We're not going to. But there's consequences for crimes. But there is consequences for crimes. But it is tempting because you hold in there. It's like all I have to do is hit this button. All I have to do is just. It was very tempting. Ease my grip just a little bit. Just yeah. go. <laughs> it was like so I was going to save you, but. And then there you go down the well. But no, it down was the witching well. It was very tempting, but I did not. Yeah, I did not too. I pulled him back, and we imprison him. Uh, I love this scene. It's so well done. It frames everything you did in like a neat light. So that's the end of the mystery. Did I talk about what Narissa really does? She comes in and like frames the conversation. That because it's interesting because she points out a kind of a lie here. Where she says she sees, does it, correct me if I'm wrong, does she say she hears the crooked man give the order to Georgie or that he was the one who killed him? She heard him give the order. She heard him give the order. That's what I remember hearing. Got you. Even though she doesn't, she just knows that Georgie said that the crooked man did it. She made the link a lot more clear yes. than what was, that she, she filled in the missing link with a lie that we would have, which makes you feel better about imprisoning him versus killing him. Yes, exactly. Because you're like you're you're obviously guilty, but the level of guilt maybe shifts with that missing piece of evidence. Mm-hmm. So the crooked man's a bird. He, he turns into a little little raven in a cage. Is like a, <laughs> I like that Lady Greenleaf was like I'm going. Um, he seems to like to use his tongue, so I made sure he can't use it anymore. Oh, so like. Um, <laughs> Bigby's office, business office is busy. Yep. Colin is walking around with a six-pack of beer. Yep. Gets so yeah. angry. I'm like, what are you doing? Exactly. Bigby's like, you're going to get caught. And then Colin's like, "What?" he didn't even say anything. He just Here, here's something that didn't change for me. Toad and TJ are off to the farm. Yeah. I was like, Toad, I gave you money for glamour. He, But here's the thing. Um, Toad says to me, he, he was like, I tried to give Snow the money, but she wouldn't have given me the glamour. Hmm. Toad has been lying to me a lot where I don't trust him. I was like, why wouldn't, if you had the money, why wouldn't she, even if it was Crane's money, Crane's out of town. He's in Paris now. Why wouldn't she just take the money? Why wouldn't she just take the money to give you like glamour to keep you to stay around for a bit longer? That didn't sit with me. I was like, yeah, nah, you so you lost some money or did something stupid with it, Toad. I don't trust you. Uh, th- th- and that tracks. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was a situation where I didn't even have any money to give him. So it was just an unfortunate scene of me watching him get taken and I couldn't You're like, I promise I'll save you. Whoops. And that was but when I saw... That's why uh, I had no sympathy for him. I was like, I gave you an out. Just because <laughs> you're like, so didn't give me money. I was like, then... <laughs> I helped you, not yeah, my problem. I would have had a lot less sympathy for Toad if I had been able to help him. Because it's... <laughs> also, that was when I met a frog hat man who I had never seen before. <laughs> I was like, who are you? He's Flycatcher. Good old Flycatcher. <laughs> so, he has a jo- so he has a job there. Is-, is he working the inside or is he outside? He was the one who was taken to the farm. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's- he- cause I he think Because he has like, he keys and everything. So, yeah. So he does get a job eventually. Yeah, I guess they eventually find him working like the Tweedles and go, yeah, look at this, look at this nice frog hat man. <laughs> he seems all right. Um, then Toad on the way out goes, "Hey, Bigby, how's Colin?" Yeah, I look at him. I smoke my cigarette. Don't say a word. <laughs> yeah, that was that part. Well, because was... I was like, I gave you an out. <laughs> yeah, for me that scene was a lot colder. I gave like... you an out. Yeah. So I'm just like, you know what? 
Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I wouldn't have any sympathy for Toad if I I don't trust. I don't that. trust him. But like, Snow White didn't take the money. I was like, if you came to me with Snow White, look, look, he has the money. Just give him the glamour. I was like, some, there's a missing piece here. To, it's a, even if he was telling the truth, I wouldn't have trusted him in this moment. This was the most undivisive choice that I saw, according to like the statistics. But I, so I'm going to assume yeah. you let TJ give you the gift to give. I do it in his fa- no, I because <laughs> that was like I think it was like literally two percent of people didn't take the gift. Monsters, yeah. Which those and those and those had to be people. It was worse. Ninety-eight point five to one point five percent. Oh my god, those people had to be the ones who were just like trying to see that what would happen. Yeah, even then, I wouldn't do it. No, because it's like <laughs> I would want to see how TJ reacted. I would not have wanted to see that. Well, okay. Oh, okay. But you're nice to him because Toad because Toad's like it's gonna be terrible. And then you're like, hey, there's a nice pond for you to swim around in. You don't have to hide from the monies anymore. You don't have to hide from the monies anymore. You can go swimming (laughs) wherever you want. They said there's they said the the big monsters are gonna eat me. It's like no, you're actually gonna be safer there because you can you can be you. You can walk around by yourself. It's safer there. You'll get yeah. towed and say, like, yeah. stop messing with the stop kid. Stop trying to make him afraid of this place. I hate Toad at the end of this game. He's, I'm like, I gave you an out. I, I definitely like him I, less. I have no trust for... I have no trust for... I thought he was funny. I thought he was my boy earlier in the game, but now I don't really like him either. So Nerissa had physical... Nerissa's here. Yes. Just, like, waves you over uh, in a... Uh, has an umbrella... Nerissa had physical evidence of corruption. She went to Georgie with evidence to protect her friend. She kind of walks you through now her truth, her side of the story. Mm-hmm. So they had physical evidence on George, on the Crooked Man's corruptions, but they went to Georgie. And that's when they're like, they have it. That's when Crooked Man put out the hit. But she didn't hear this. So, But Faith was killed. So Nerissa was the one who left Face Head on the doorstep to kickstart this investigation, and says people like us get forgotten. We suffer in silence. So mm-hmm. she's the one who put the head there yep. to start this whole investigation. She was which, the reason we were able to solve it. Which makes sense. We think that's the one missing link. Then she she turns around. What what do you say? What's your saying here, the to last... Nerissa? Your last parting words. The final decision. My... That's tracked. The last. The last true one's not tracked. Mm. My final track decision, the final words I say to her are, I hope I've, I've done, done some, some good, good here. here. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Majority 55% versus I made a lot of mistakes and none of it matters in the end or just remain silent is 2%. Mm. Nerissa's great. Don't don't be mean to Mer- Nerissa. She's no. helped you out this I would not be mean to Nerissa. But then she walks away, then turns back and says, you're not as bad as everyone says you are. Which Big Beast like, huh, and then thinks about That's it. That's very familiar. Then the pieces start to come together, and you have the choice to come back to her. The end of the game, the last choice. Do you run up to her, or do you let her go? I turn into a professional runner at that point. I run right to her. I let her go. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, That's, this is done. We got a guy in need. It doesn't matter how I got there at this point. We did it. The, the town is better off for it. Whatever secrets she has, those are hers to keep. Honestly, f- fair. It was just in the in, in the moment I was like, oh, whoa. So there's <laughs> there's two splits here on what they think it means. Either you think, because the interpretation is she says a line that Faith said, meaning yes. so we're to imply at that moment. Do you think 
Faith, in when we met Faith, do you think that was actually Nerissa? Or do you think that it was Nerissa's head we found and Nerissa was dead and Faith has been leading us on this investigation this whole time? So... Or what did you think happened here? I think out of those two options, I considered both of those as possibilities. Of those two, I think that it's more likely that Nerissa was Glamour's face. That's that's where I'm thinking too. Because they examined Faith. And I remember when we were examining Lily, her body shifted back into her troll form. Because of the black, we heard because her, that was the black market glamour that did the trick. It's possible she got a good glamour, though. Oh, okay. But one thing that has that's, a, that's a something I didn't. But consider. one thing that has me leading to the fact that it was um, uh, Faith that died is no one makes a that Nerissa died, but she made it seem like it was Faith because Georgie had to do something with the bodies. So I'm like, Georgie knows who he killed. Or maybe he just doesn't know who he kills. Maybe he's that scummy of a person. Yeah. But he also mentions that, like, I think he said he threw their body in the river or something. Yeah. But if they were able to investigate the body, then there's, like, a missing link there. Unless um, Nerissa got Nerissa being the Little Mermaid, maybe was able to swim down there, get the body, and get out. That's my point. Like, I think there's more evidence leading to the fact that Faith was Nerissa versus Nerissa, Nerissa was faith leading the yeah. investigation i think it was narissa again she's like we suffer in silence she was doing everything she can to bring everything back like into the light so pretending to be a dead girl well to reveal that the girl was dead to reveal that the girl was dead not just because it'd be like who's this yeah to give bigby a connection to this person yes made this a personal case Mm-hmm. Because I feel like Nerissa would do that because she would be worried that they wouldn't care otherwise because of the broken system. Yes. Because no one could get anything unless they have like personal ties to stuff or money money involved. So it was a way of like opening the door to realize there's a there's an underworld to what's happening here and we need Bigby to help us like top topple the crooked man. But so yeah, that's the end of this game. Yeah. So you run after Faith. I, I let her go. I or Narissa. I let her go. <laughs> will I don't think this decision will come up again. It or if it will. does, it's probably like a brief thing. But I don't think they'll give the answer. No, I think that th- it's a situation. I think where they want it to be like you. Whatever you think it is might be what it is. You know, yeah. I don't think they want to give a definitive answer. I don't like too much into the evidence for the faith being, um, Narissa actually being faith thing. But I'm like, yeah, if you want to believe that, that doesn't, the story's still the same. It's someone leading an investigation, leading the investigation who's one step ahead of us, uh, helping us, guide, guide us through the story. But I think this is a great game. I think... And that would make the ending even more poetic because yeah. Nerissa's the one who gives the final piece of evidence to to lock the case up. Yeah. And if she's the one who gave us the first piece of evidence... She's the one who gave us the last piece of evidence. Yeah. So I kind of, that's my personal headcanon. That's what I think is the is what the situation was. This is a great game. This is a great noir story. I do wish there was more um, openness to the story and not like as many 
ways to like come back in. Otherwise, I feel like I'd be more open to playing this more than I had. Yeah. But coming back after 10 years, I'm not too mad that there's only like really one way this story plays out with a couple caveats here and there. Okay. Because the story is good. Yeah. The story is really good. It's a great yeah. world, great characters. I'm invested in everything happening. Yes. I'm... Also, it's paced really well. There's not a moment in this game where I wish it wrapped up or that it moved on. Every scene was just as long as it needed to be. Nothing dragged. And these chapters were all, like, felt substantial enough for the most part. Chapter 2 was a little bit short. Yeah. That um, was, yeah. But they felt substantial enough, but, again, didn't drag on. Yeah, they, I, I didn't have any moments where I was like, Ugh, this is just taking too long. I think I could sit down for, like, an episode of a TV show. It feels like the... Uh, I liked the first couple seasons of Sherlock. Those were hour and a half, like, detective stories. Each episode felt like an hour and a half to two-hour detective story with a cliffhanger. Yep. Be like, see you next week. It's why I love games like Alan Wake. Games that are made to be played in like bite-sized chunks like this. Right. And then give you a previously on. like It adapts the TV show experience to video games. Hmm. And this was a great one of those. And I really want a sequel to the se- I really want to play the sequel to this. I'm excited to see what they do. Yeah. I'm excited to see if it's like a direct sequel to this. If it still takes place bet- uh, before the books, if it takes place like during the time of the books, we'll have to see. But overall, I'm I'm positive on this game. Yeah, like very positive. I really really like this game. I don't know if I loved it as much as I did when I played it, but that's fine. Yeah, I I still I still very much enjoy this game. I enjoyed it as well. It's probably the second, my second favorite game where it's like a story where you're, my first favorite being uh, Life is Strange. Uh, Life is Strange. Yeah. This is my second favorite in terms of that genre. That seems to be like the, for what I've seen of most people say, it's one of three for those stories, for those types of games. It's yeah. either like the more modern day adventure, the choice based adventure games. Yes. It's either like the first season of The Walking Dead, which is also really good, hmm. uh, The Wolf Among Us, or Life is Strange. Yeah. Life is Strange is, again, my personal favorite. I yep. love that game. That was and a it, great game. It hides its seams a little bit better, too. Yes. Where it makes you feel like, even though you do come back to it, and it ties the fact that you can't, it always has to end here to the story. Like, it's not just like the story railroading you, it's like time railroading you like you're competing against like this unstoppable force that's putting you to the point it was always going to end here you know from the beginning it's going to end here Mm -hmm. it has to it has to be this way yeah so i think it it points out its limitations and i think that's smarter versus something i hear that makes it seem like you have more yes there's more illusion of choice here i agree for somebody life is strange where the like illusion of choice actually is a part of the story mm-hmm. versus like something that it tries to get you to ignore and yeah. makes you think it's bigger than it actually is a wolf in sheep's clothing if you will <laughs> but that will be it for wolf among us uh overall thoughts you really i enjoyed the game i would give it a 7.5 out of 10. Okay, that's, that seems low. Oh, well, okay. I can, well, no, no, you're I'm right. not trying to force no, your decision. No, but you're right. You're right. My scale is a little strange. 
<laughs> Maybe eight out of ten because I did 10. like it. It's it was good. it was a great game. It's one that I would consider playing again uh, at some point. It's great after you forget everything about it. Yes. So ten years time, come back to it, and then you'll be like, <laughs> I forgot everything. This game's great. <laughs> That's why I ended up, so I ended up... It makes me interested to play the sequel, I will say that. Yeah, I'm interested to see what they do with that thing. They showed off the new... The new Telltale that's back showed off a little bit of their... Of The Expanse. They're doing a game based on the sci-fi show and the book series The Expanse. And it looks pretty good. Um, I'm excited to see what a Telltale game looks like 10 years after they all looked basically the same yeah true that would that, that, be interesting to so. see how that goes so that is it for the wolf among us game club thank you so much for joining us but as always when we end one game club it's time to start up another so this will be a game that thank you for joining me for this game club john yes this absolutely great. um I'm going to get another guest, or another couple guests, I'm hoping, for the next game club here. Um, Tanner, friend of the show, you might know him from the episodes such as our Super Mario, What Makes a Super yeah, Mario Game. I listened to that one. That one's really good. And our Elden Ring discussion. Yeah. Uh, he'll be joining us for a game. We've been deciding stuff. I, so I never played a game in a series, a very popular series called Mega Man. Mm. He was like, we should play a Mega Man. I'm like, is there any, like, story-focused ones that, like, meet the criteria for, like, what we typically do? And so he came up with Mega Man Battle Network. Huh. And I'm like, if I'm going to play a Mega Man game, let's make it a weird side story. <laughs> I'm very excited for this. So I'm going to delve into, like, the prep for this game. Mega Man Battle Network is a real-time tactics RPG developed by Capcom Production Studio 2. So a quick note. Some of the following info comes from translated interviews, so accuracy may vary. Mm. We'll start this prep with where Mega Man was as a series in the late 1990s. The mainline series had stalled uh, with Mega Man 8 on the PS1 and Saturn, and it entered a state of several spin-offs, both one-off games and full series, especially in Japan. In the late 90s, we got Mega Man Battle and Chase, Mega Man and Base, Super Adventure Rockman, Mega Man X4, <laughs> Mega Man Legends, The Adventure of Tron Bone, Rockman and Forte. All those games, all of these games I listed were released in that window. That's all all... spin-off games not tied to the main series. I didn't realize I knew there were a lot, but <laughs> Mega Man in the 90s was very huge for Capcom. <laughs> that and Resident Evil were their their two cash cows. Mm-hmm. Then they could do no wrong with those. Uh, they what... still kind of are. So, yeah, <laughs> It took a while to come back to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get, yeah. Uh, they while, are again. <laughs> while Mega Man Extreme, a spin-off of the spin-off series Mega Man X, Mega Man Extreme, was being developed for the Game Boy Color late into the console's life, Capcom set their sights on Nintendo's upcoming portable, the Game Boy Advance. But not for a Mega Man game, at least not yet. Capcom's second production studio began work to have a launch title ready for the GBA. The team began work on a horror game, which would link to a peripheral to monitor your heartbeat while you play. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) This was scrapped, as both the team and the company saw the emergence of two things. One, card games. Card games are the rage. (laughs) Need to make a card game. Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu-Gi-Oh! The Pokemon! Pokemon! (laughs) And the blossoming internet. So once this new idea started to take shape, it was decided that the Mega Man IP would be used for the game. It's like, hey, we got a game that's going to sell and is about, like, 
joining up people. Uh, let's 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 attach let's attach our cash cow to it. <laughs> so inspired by Pokemon, because we're approaching the two thousands. Yeah, <laughs> the game was given an emphasis on collection, like in this game, earning battleships, and it had a tie-in cartoon series. The hmm. game would be designed from the ground up to appeal to kids. Emphasis on head-to-head multiplayer, the aforementioned cartoon series, and an easy-to-draw main character. <laughs> and a focus on modern technology, because kids were all about that modern technology. Mm-hmm. One thing I thought of, that the main character was going to look more complicated, like more like classic Mega Man, and they're like, make it make like, the suit more slimmer. This has got to be easy to draw. We want kids to like draw this on their like school notebook in the <laughs> middle of class while they're thinking about this game. And then it could be like, what's that? And then it'd be like, oh, that's Mega Man. And then they'll... Because yeah. when you think about like the designs of like some like Pokemon at the time, they're very simple to draw. It's just like, especially like some of the earlier ones, like yeah. any kid could like draw like a half, like a half-hearted Pikachu if they wanted. Any kid could draw a Voltorb. <laughs> Just a ball. Any kid could draw a Voltorb. Oh, that's a uh, Jigglypuff from the top down. Uh, yeah. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> I love that episode. <laughs> Uh, the gameplay philosophy, as described by scenario writer, I'm sorry if I mispronounced this, uh, Masakazu Iguchi, was that kids were not great at action. Kids that were not great at action games could rely on strategy to win battles. Capcom composer uh, uh, Asakari Kaida made the game's original soundtrack. This was her first game composing independently, so like it was by hmm. herself. She wasn't collaborating with somebody to make the soundtrack for this game. Right. The game was announced in Japan in August 2000s in a manga book series. The ad in the manga featured screenshots from four games for the upcoming GBA, including Battle Network, or Rockman.exe in Japan, was what this game was called. The game was playable at Space World 2000. Nintendo fans might know the name Space World 2000 because that was where that weird Mario demo for the GameCube was. Super yeah, Mario, Super Mario 128. Where it's just 128 Marios. <laughs> Mario's just on a <laughs> Why? And was that when they also gave the, the not intentionally misleading, but misleading Zelda clip where it showed Zelda and Gan- oh, or Link and Ganondorf? Was that this one too? It might have been. Like, just like a tech demo. It, it was, was like, a tech demo showing the capabilities of the, of the upcoming Dolphin, which was the GameCube, right? Look how cool this fight from Ocarina looks. And then two years later, here's Wind Waker. Yep. I love Wind Waker. Oh, I love that game. I, if, if you hate Wind Waker, I don't trust you as a person. <laughs> it's a great game, but at the time, people were disappointed by the art style. I thought, even from the time, I was like, this looks nice. I don't know. No, uh, it looks, it looks, it, it holds yeah. up better than yeah. the older games do, for sure. It was much prettier today than Flight Twilight Princess does. It does. It's just a better art style so, for that, like, aging. So, at Space World 2000, to uh, celebrate the upcoming Game Boy Advance, there were 140 Game Boy Advance systems to try games out on. Of those 140 systems, only two had Mega Man Battle Network. Oh. Golden Sun had five. Mario Kart had 20. You're not going to be able to guess this, but guess what game had 60? At- po- Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire. No. Oh, uh, Silent Hill. What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was gonna say, wait, no, that was too early for Ruby and Sapphire. Shoot. <laughs> From LEC Info, that doesn't sound. Right. I was like, was there a Silent Hill Game Boy game? I didn't know there was. I didn't know. Was it cancer? I was like, that can't be. Maybe those sixty people played it and were like, no. <laughs> <laughs> the game released in Japan alongside the system on March twenty first, twenty twenty one. So even after scrapping the original horror concept, it was still a launch title. Capcom released both Mega Man Battle Network and Street Fighter II Turbo Revival in the United States on October 31st, 2001. The game received positive scores at launch, 
Critics were overall positive on the game's combat, but were divided on the story. Some had fun with it, while others thought it was too, quote, kitty. In 2009, the game was given a DS port titled Rockman.exe Operate Shooting Star. What? That sounds like a Coheed and Cambria album name is that, my note here. That sounds like a code name. They didn't give it a real name. <laughs> it's <sounds> like <laughs> a programmer name. Operate Shooting Star is pretty badass, though. <laughs> I do like it. I do <laughs> like it. It just doesn't sound like a finished name. <laughs> it was only released in Japan. Uh, that, okay. makes, that makes more sense now. Yeah, yeah, but a fan yeah. translation of the game was distributed online in 2018. Ooh. The Game Boy Advance version was finally given a re-release in April 2023 with the Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection. You can play this game on GBA, Wii U, Nintendo DS if you have a Japanese cartridge, PC, PS4, and the Switch. Or really anything with a screen because it's really easy to emulate Game Boy Advance games. But I'm not condoning. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying you you should do that. I'm not condoning. I'm that. not saying that it's very easy to do because I'm Nintendo's not, games aren't being sold that way anymore. I'm not saying that's the way I'm playing it. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that. Nobody's saying. No that. one's saying that. What, what, what are you doing here? Uh, so, <laughs> so the stopping point for this game will be if you're going to play along with us. It's on the collection. If you have a Wii U, it's on like the Wii U. I don't know if yeah. it's a sought-after game on the GBA, but PC it's on PC now. Steam Summer Sale is coming up. It might be on there. So there, there's a bunch of ways to play. Again, if you got a screen and um, like uh, 10 megs of computer space, you can, you can play Battle Network. Uh, the stopping point. <laughs> the stopping point for this game is we are going to defeat Colorman.exe. Oh, uh, oh. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna defeat an executable. Oh, okay. You're gonna execute the executable. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Color man. <laughs> I didn't look. I'm not. I'm, oh, I don't want to say this, but I'm gonna say this. Uh, in Japan, <laughs> I did find out because I looked at a wiki just to see a breakdown. In Japan, he's named Colored Man. Oh no. So <laughs> that tra- oh. translation. So the localizer saw that and went, "Yeah, we're just gonna take a couple letters out of here." Th- those guys did good to do that. Yeah. Go- <laughs> props be to the praise be to the localizers for yep. avoiding that whole uh. situation. So defeat colorman.exe, and then we'll see you in two weeks as we discuss via a um, remote show. Uh, me and Tanner, and possibly we're gonna see if Nick can come back for this because he's also yeah. he's a Battle Network guy. Nice. We'll see if he has the time to come join us. So that will be their next game for the show, and um, yeah, I'm very excited for this one. So Sounds exciting. This is Mega Man is a series I have not necessarily avoided, but just like your paths have not crossed. Our paths have not crossed. <laughs> I've played like a little bit of them via like different like classic collections like it's on switch the genesis versions of the games are on switch online i played a little bit of that Mega Man like kind of fighting game on in street fighter 6 mm-hmm. so um this will be my first time like playing a Mega Man game to completion on uh, the weird spin-off series that seems a little more like my thing like more of a tactics rpg so i'm very fascinated this is gonna be a lot of fun i got that ready to go i got I'll set up to go portably, and I'm leaving uh, town for a couple of days this weekend. So I'm like, yeah, you know what? A portable game like this is probably going to be probably going to go really nicely. So. Yeah, absolutely. And so that'll be our show for today. Uh, Stay of the save can be found. At, sorry, 
I'm really bad at these outros. No. Stay the same at gmail.com to email us all your like questions, thoughts, your concerns, or just want to tell us we have bad opinions on games. Okay. You can find us at <laughs> Stay the Save on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter, as long as that platform stays afloat. As long as any of those platforms stays afloat. Yep. Seems like it's hard for anything to stay, stay afloat. afloat. Especially if you um screw over the um your third party app developers with um upping all of a sudden charging them for API usage. Oof. Reddit. But anyway, uh-huh. thank you for listening to the show and my fumbling outro. Thank you, John, once again for joining me this time. I hope to have you back at some point for another game club. Yeah. Thank awesome. you for having me. Absolutely. This has been a very fun time. I look forward to doing more of these with you and uh, I look forward to making more of these for you listeners out there. As always, stay safe out there. Oh, 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 oh